So how are we going right, so, to do this episode? Like, I, we're all circling the big elephant in the room, and it's it's a pretty big elephant and not a big room, so we don't have a lot of room to circle. So <laughs> there are three of us all getting probably, It's a studio apartment with a giant <laughs> elephant. We should probably err on the side, just just like common sense here talking not lucas lucas we know loves to say the word but common sense says we should probably right. not refer to any group that? of people as a slur the m word one we shouldn't say correct yes. you Voldemort. read the title of this podcast it's definitely nothing like space sluts <laughs> oh you motherfucker <laughs> how the hell <laughs> i guess the only episode he's listened to is fucking <laughs> <laughs> leprechaun 4 um yeah you read the episode of the title you know what the m word is going to be and yes that's m as in mary as in mother as in marilyn Nancy. monroe as in, yes as yes okay yeah so I, we're trying I think to stay correct, away from that one okay the correct verbiage is little person right little people so i looked up or fun the, size i i know <laughs> that's not right <laughs> I looked up the institution of like little people association. It was like LPA.org and it's they prefer little person or dwarf. So we're in the clear okay. there. Even dwarfs. Even dwarves. Small. Yes. So I think we're in the clear if we continue. There might be some slips, but maybe we each get two. We each get two. Two slips. And if anybody goes over I their limit, you listeners call the cops. Yeah. Not on me though. I have yeah. warrants. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't have any warrants. I did my time. <laughs> All right. I think we've laid the ground rules. I'm recording apparently my voice here. I thought that was on purpose. And that I didn't stop you. That will be how we go forth. You can't handle the truth. Get there. Bring back your goddamn honey! But I know it will! Yeah. So I can see that. My mom always said, Live, live, box of chocolates. What up, everybody? It's 105. Oh, Jesus. 105.9 6FM. 6FM. 101.5? Jesus, I'm glad to be a guest. He's letting himself be known. <laughs> we, should, we should get right to it. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're getting into we it. We hear another voice. We do hear a new <laughs> voice. Um, and this is brought to us by Seth. Yeah, I've known Seth for Sponsored a by bit. Seth. He's, yeah, all, I, he's I, all right. He's a decent I'm a sponsor. dude. I met him through a friend of mine, so, you know. Uh, yeah. We met at NA. <laughs> Narcotics <laughs> Anonymous. Everyone knows my long-running feud with... Uh, opioids <laughs> yeah yeah um no but everybody i've mentioned armando one J- two or twelve JD. times mm-hmm. yeah I've, by uh, many monikers shout out rat boy shout out rat boy <laughs> it's uh you call him rat boy no oh, it's no. a completely different dude okay, that we good. shout okay, out a little cool. too much now <laughs> i was like damn does he know this <laughs> <laughs> no jd knows rat boy though um okay. but this is uh, his cousin robert here with me what's going on fellas oh Wow. So, any cousin of Armando is a friend of ours. <laughs> exactly. Well, he has That's a lot of I cousins. Said. He's Mexican, so. Me too. 
<laughs> oh, amen. There you, you go. And you didn't even know. I sure didn't. You 50%. Look, you look white as your t-shirt. <laughs> 50% yeah. Hispanic. Um, On your mom's or your dad's side? Mother's. Okay. What's born, her last name? Born Karen Martinez. Martinez. Now she's a long okay. time. Or now she's a Snedeker, was a long time. So I'm Brandon Snedeker. Oh. Very German last name. Yeah, you fits, went. Com- it, yeah, it fits with the movie. You went completely. I guess Pepe. You know, <laughs> Ombre. <laughs> yeah, Ombre. Um, a lot of connections here. Alice. So I had questions like right away before you got here. Uh, yeah, and I was like, um, I was asking Seth. I was like, so who is Rob Roberts? And he's like, this is this is Armando's cousin. And I was like, okay, and. Why did he want to be on? He's like, he just was interested. And I was like, why did he pick this film to be on? This is a weird choice. Um, I told him we could wait. I did not pick this film. This film was introduced to me. (laughs) This film Um, picked you. Yeah, it really did. (laughs) Hit on me. (laughs) What the? It really did. But no, I I enjoy the challenge because uh, the whole time watching it, I was like, what the fuck am I going to talk about? (laughs) Like, I am not a huge movie buff. I did listen to one of you guys' podcasts and I was like, like, oh, these guys fucking are into movies. You know, <laughs> like, they know what they're talking about. Like, they have they all <laughs> three of us. Going very on. flattered. Uh, all three of you. Come on, man. Brandon's right there. Very flattered. <laughs> oh, these guys know a good amount. But, you came but my nose. <laughs> but I'm glad to have picked such a challenging, uh, such a challenge. Well, it picked me. Right. Such a challenging movie to, to guest star I think- in you guys' podcast on because, uh, I have hot takes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> sounds like this is sounds like a great movie for the hot takes too. I think challenging is a great way to describe this movie. I think that's a so it's a tough it's a tough get through. Being oh yeah, the, like the founder of this pod, I'm like thinking back to people's like introduction of this podcast. So Seth was the Wicker Man. Yours was Liar Liar Vampire before you guys were co-hosts. Yeah. Um, Liz was Iron Sky. Marina was Cat in the Hat. Alex was Nacho Cat Libre. Sounds like a good one. Carter Nacho was Little Libre. Nikki. Kelly Nacho was Space Libre. Jam. Space Jam? Oh my god. Why couldn't I have got Space Jam? <laughs> <laughs> um, who am I missing? Eric was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So oh, even Dwarf The new one? Like the new, like... The 1998, oh, like, Ivan Ooze geez. one. Man, that had Ooze. to have been fun. So... With th- this is probably the hardest movie and subject material to get into, Ugh. especially for a guest. I s- yeah, that's okay. You know, uh, I enjoy the challenge. You know, it uh, it brings upon growth. So sure, yes. you know, and we're, we're all, all growers, growers together. Not yeah, we're <laughs> all growers, not showers. This is true. <laughs> you know who doesn't who doesn't have growth? It's a lot of the little cast of this film. <laughs> Yeah, you're spot on with that one. Uh, I would, I would be right there in line with them. You know, I'm only five eight. You guys were talking I'm only about five seven. Oh, jeez, I'm not the shortest person here. Thank God, I thought I was going to be mistaken. The only time I'm not is when we have females on. <laughs> like, yes. So today, um, mentioning as well, Devin came down to Billings. Um, or he did yesterday or whatever. Yeah. Um, we saw him today. And we saw him today. We had brunch with him and Seth had never met him before. He'd only seen him virtually because Devin didn't make yes. it to the wedding. Shout out Devin not making it to my wedding. Oh yeah. Thanks Devin. <laughs> but Seth apparently 
thinks that all of my friends are my height. <laughs> Until I meet them. I just assume. <laughs> They're all way taller than I, you. <laughs> when I first saw Devin, he stood up to like shake my hand, give us all a hug. He's like he got six up two. off the couch and I was like, oh my god, he's so tall. I said, you look taller in person. Which sounds like a joke, but straight up I thought he was going to be like 5'7", five, 5'8", five, tops. No, he's he's pretty lanky, yeah. He's one of us. He's yeah. a is he, is good he, looking dude. Is he skinny like you guys? You guys both look skinny. I mean, he... He's, he's pretty skinny. He's He's got a little dad weight on him, Okay, he's a dad, but nice. still pretty skinny. Oh, I carry the dad weight, even oh, though I'm no. not like, one. Literally oh, the my... dad bod is my go-to. You know, like I've got a lot. You of, gotta, you gotta own it. I've got a quite the cookie pouch. But like my yeah. groomsman party, belly, I'm five seven. My cousin is five nine, probably Eric, and then my brother's six foot. Yep. Devin six two. Seth six four. Lucas is six five. So Jesus. it's just like the AT. It's like a <laughs> yeah, like an AT and T bar, like going up. Like hey, like we have good service here. <laughs> a nice Except one. it wasn't like that because it was me. Lucas is my best man at six five. Then a, like an arch oh, and dips. then Seth yeah. at the end. It's like you lost service halfway it, through your reception. And a little ravine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little. It's a big ravine. He couldn't get through the big ravine. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Shout out. A lot of talk about height movie. here today. <laughs> yeah. And what movie? You would think it wouldn't come into play. But it's even dwarves started small. Which was a recommendation from you a long time ago, Lucas. Did you know what sure you were was. recommending at the time, or did you see the title and just like, we got to do that? Didn't even see the title. I just stumbled upon it on Letterboxd one day and saw that it was a cast solely of little people and was like, this is our show. So, Didn't what's this, Letterboxd? Is, this is our calling. What is Letterboxd? And then everything sort of came together after. Lucas oh, Letterboxd is my favorite social media platform where you basically log and review movies. And it's where I spend the majority of my time, my free time. So it's pretty much like Truth Social. <laughs> it might be very exactly far like Truth Social. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And right? Lucas just hit his thousandth review the other day. Oh, so. no kidding. Congrats. Thousandth, thousandth movie watched in my life. Thank you. I'm at yeah, a thousand dude, and six now. You got six this, movies in since Yeah. Tuesday? Oh, dude. <laughs> He's crazy. Yeah, I watched for work, Lucas. Ham. Um, I am in school right now to be a teacher. I'm, That's why yeah. he watches movies instead of studying. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, well. And then, yeah, movies. Upon <laughs> movies. Upon Lucas's recommendation, this week we are watching Even Dwarfs Mo- Started Small from 1970. Before we get into it, we're drinking. That's a plug. Charlie Crockett. I'm sorry. Southern music, you know, that's my koozie. Um, <laughs> you're double fisting, Rob. Oh, I am. Schofaffer? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not German, I'm Irish, so... Save me. How do you say Schofaffer? Schofaffer. Schofaffer. Double fisting, and then, you know, just a little side piece over here. So he's triple fisting. Yeah. He's... But uh, like got a Miller Lite there. Uh, Rob and I each did two shots of tequila together, but he's Amen. been drinking that all night. Nice. <laughs> Since like three o'clock. Uh, yeah, all night. Yeah, we start in the afternoon around here. <laughs> you can't drink all day unless you start in the morning. That's um, true. I mean, it's football. Sundays are for the boys. Exactly. And, you and know, mimosas. like I had said before, Seth told me that it was a requirement to be hammered. I didn't say hammered. <laughs> 
That's right. We did start drinking this morning. We had mimosas. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, so we're all on so, the same wavelength. Lucas, what did you have this morning? <laughs> I had a coffee, water, had some water later, and drink some water right now. <laughs> and a blunt. That man's going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Our themed beer yeah. today is a Schuferhofer. It's a Hypefessen beer. It's a grapefruit beer. Uh, German quality. And what is our German. alcohol percent on this? Uh, let me help you Three. find that. You might find it before I do, but... You mean try? What? <laughs> what did I Nine spice try. Yeah. It's not Four on here. Sexy oh, right. but hey. Two. U.S. importer. 3.2. Radburger Gruppe, USA. Norwalk, Connecticut. Apparently, it's good that I had the tequila shots because 3.2 is weak as shit. Yeah, compared to yeah, what we Yeah, and we still have more, here. so... Uh, I know you guys' podcasts have been going on for about two hours and 30 minutes, so uh, we have <laughs> some drinking to do. I work at 8 a.m., so it's like, oh my it's, God. Well, it's going to be perfect for him. I collect unemployment. Fred, uh, you can't keep drinking. I scam the government. So early. I'm just kidding. I'm I a drink government before employee, I go work at healthcare so tomorrow. <laughs> um, so that's our beer. Yeah, that's your store, healthcare. <laughs> yeah. Um, Clock into healthcare. Getting yes. into it. Our director. Is Werner Herzog. Werner. Werner. Which is a big He's, name. It is a big name. I've heard it's, it many a times. Never seen a movie by him. <laughs> Me too. It's, he's very German. Like, like under oh, the yes. ground German. He's so German. So German that the yeah. W is like, like maybe they should have, uh, <laughs> like maybe they should have prosecuted. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you would think, well, for the actions of this movie, they're, crimes were abundant you would think oh yes (laughs) he he's kind of got a reputation as being like a crazy crazy insane person who who also makes movies and is like as like his hobby it's sort of like where his heart takes him he has no desire to make money off of these movies he's he's just sort of a rogue crazy crazy person well running around on the interwebs i had seen that this was one of his most highly praised movies. Um, don't do any ratings. So, That's interesting. Uh, I won't do any ratings yet, which I also happen to stumble around on the interwebs uh, and see. <laughs> um, I'm not a huge like tech person, so uh, running the internet isn't easy for me. <laughs> but... Um, I think that's why I stumbled stumbled across things not meaning to. Yes, you have a a curious eye. So he knows a little bit going further today. But that's okay. That's fair. Because the movie was confusing enough, you know, (laughs) that uh, I think... We have a lot to grapple with still. Yeah, going in with a little bit of prior knowledge helped me to... uh, To to ground yourself in some way? Oh! To contribute anything to this podcast, you know? Like. Oh, no, that's great. <laughs> it's it, it was a challenge to ground to ground myself in this movie, for sure. And you and I are the big <laughs> cinephiles here, so I yeah. sat there like, Brandon, what do you the have fuck some... are we watching? Well, yeah, uh, ostensibly. Brandon, <laughs> would you have any other films that Mr. Herzog has done, perhaps? I do. So, Werner Herzog, I have a couple things. I've got... Signs of Life, I've got The Enigma of Caspar Hauser, Heart of Glass, Nosferatu the Vampire, 
Oh, Fitz Caraldo. Wait, no, that might be Klaus Kinsey. I watched Fitz Caraldo this week. And? A crazy gorgeous masterpiece. I saw you gave it a 4.5 out of 5. Oh, you follow him on Letterbook? We all do. Letterbox? Of course. Create a letterbox, <laughs> yes. follow us. Dude, I'm gonna create a letterbox after this. Join our Discord. Yes. It'll be it'll be the fourth or fifth uh social networking site that I have that I never log on to. What is uh <laughs> what's Heart of Glass about? Did you look into that? Little blondie action? Uh, that's why I put it down. That's okay. what I thought. After video drum. Excuse me, I'm gonna take a picture. Um I think it was about he's... like an African desert or something, I don't know. Uh, other things he's done include Where the Green Ants Dream. He did Invincible, not the Mark Wahlberg Eagles one. I know he didn't do that, Invincible. He did um, <laughs> Grizzly Man, Encounters at the, the End documentary. of the World. documentary. Yep, Grizzly Man the Grizzly and Man Encounters is, at the End probably, of the World. Maybe but... his most famous work, yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, Queen of the Desert. And then... In parentheses, I just put so many more documentaries because he's done a big lot documentary. Of documentary. Yeah, he's interesting. I, I one other movie I've seen by him. Two movies I've, else I've seen by him. One is called Aguirre: The Wrath of God, which was a, another movie he filmed in the Amazon with Klaus Kinski, which is crazy masterpiece. That's dumb. Um, and I also saw a movie he did with Nicolas Cage called Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Where Nicolas Cage does a lot of drugs. Interesting. That's just like Nick Cage in normal life. That was a documentary about Nick Cage, actually. <laughs> he blurs the line for sure. That was him before the Wicker Man. During. During the Wicker Man? Yeah. This crazy era. <laughs> um, and then a writer today is Werner Herzog. He tries to write most of his same stuff. I saw his IMDb has um, 61 in the writer filmography. And 75 in the director, but I didn't dig deep into the woods of what was and wasn't written and directed. So, writer and director, same guy. Almost seems like this would not be scripted. (laughs) He's just pissed. Yeah, he's like, you know what I mean, though? It's like. (laughs) It's hard to believe that there was a script at all for this movie. Yeah, Um, I would agree with that. I was wondering halfway through the movie. How many lines were said in the whole movie? There was an equal amount of just laughter, and I I completely believe that. (laughs) (laughs) It sounded like a gremlin, you know? I I was stuck on the whole gremlin thing, you know? I was like, little, you know, the laughter. uh... It probably ended up being like more laughter by the end of it because a lot of it was just in the background as they were talking anyway oh exactly yeah it was definitely terrifying (laughs) definitely oh marina came and got some social media action going i'm gonna look scared this week Um, on the instagram post are we ready for a cast Uh, i want to play (laughs) yeah we're not gonna know a, a single name and i bet they're all very german yeah so we've got uh Helmut Doring, Helmut. Paul Glauer, Gisela Hertwig, Hertel Minkner, Gertrude Bettini, nice. Marianne Saar, Brigitte Saar, and Gerd Giekel. Paul Glauer sounds American. 
But Paul gave it yeah, away. Yeah, he sounds like Paul a Glower talk show mall host. cop. <laughs> yeah, Paul Glower mall cop. If only he had a, a segue. or cousins or something. The the SARS. The SARS. It does make sense because I believe dwarfism is genetic in some form or another. Yeah, that's true. Okay. It's, oh, I thought it was just like bad luck. It's a dwarf eat dwarf world. <laughs> yeah, you can wait to well, say that. Well, it's definitely a chicken eat chicken world in this movie. Very true. That's right. And it, I think I don't know if we've made the point yet, but all of these cast members are little people. The whole cast, everyone. So, so I'm going to give you a plot here because I didn't know that the whole cast was because the plot here is a group of dwarfs at a correctional facility erupt in anarchy. So when I read that initially, I thought that maybe, like, the correctional facility, maybe guards or people were <clears throat> not dwarfs. I, ha- I have also that down in my notes. Caretakers are small, too, um, because the Don. The Don. I don't remember exactly what his name was. Yeah, he never had a name. It so was we, even he, uh, the instructor. The instructor yeah, the is instructor, what they called him. I think. Um, but even he was Don. small. Um, and so my question yeah, was, right. throughout the whole movie, I didn't see a step stool anywhere. <laughs> you know? There was, well, it was interesting because there was scenes. one, <laughs> yeah. a, a, an outsider, ostensibly, who came in in a car who was like, oh, I got lost also, on my way to, to California. Also little. And she had a little stool that she dropped out when she jumped yes, out of the yeah, car. that's the only she stool had, like, I saw the yeah. whole movie. Yeah. I thought it was something else. I thought it was her purse at first. And then she stepped on it, and I was like, oh, dude, she's come prepared. This is the only little person in the movie that is uh, come prepared to be <laughs> yeah, little. She didn't know it was a movie. She just Oh, dude, she was just drove through like, on set. Yeah, yeah. directions that here? Was whole, yeah. She was like, they're was like, like over the mountain. You know? <laughs> like, I think that's kind of her here, role. But yeah. <laughs> so that's what we got hey. for cast. We don't really know any of them, but what was the- you're on the plot here? I already said the plot. Oh, you did? A group of dwarves at a correctional facility erupt in anarchy. So my question is, the opening scene, um, are they interrogating Ombre? Wait, let's not get ahead of ourselves yet here. Okay. Am I getting ahead? Am I getting ahead? Okay. Bran will steer the ship here. We're just throwing up the sails when he tells us to. (laughs) History? I'm a huge history buff. I'm I'm surprised there's... Any history, yeah. I struggled, but here we go. Oh, okay. Even dwarfs started small in German. Auxwerga haben klein angefangen is a 1970 German absurdist comedy drama film written, produced, and directed by Werner Herzog. The film was shot on the Canary Islands at Lanzarote. The film was produced during the same time period as Herzog's Fata Morgana and the Flying Doctors of East Africa. And there are visual and thematic connections between the three works. Notably, the goggles worn by the blind dwarfs are the same style as the goggles worn which several people wear in Fata Morgana. Herzog mm. financed Even Dwarfs Started Small, his second feature, uh, with funds he received when he won the German National Film Award for his first feature film, Signs of Life. Even Dwarf Started Small was then banned by German censors on its release. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, I can see why, but 
Yeah, was it banned for the content or was it banned for the title? I don't know. Good question. Maybe just the unsettling nature of it all in a country just 25 years after their their big oopsie. Yeah, because what <laughs> year did you say this first? was? Their first big oopsie? 1970. 1970. <laughs> 1970. Okay, gotcha. Berlin Wall's still up. Yeah. 25 years after Hit- the H-Man killed himself. The H-Man. <laughs> I like that Good one. <laughs> okay. You. Can never be too careful. Because we always censor ourselves on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had it's, to ask it's what interesting. I couldn't say before I came on. <laughs> <laughs> Not a whole lot. It's interesting. I took a German cinema class when I was an undergrad at UM, and what kind of my big impression out of the no whole grizz. country, no grizz, the whole country of cinema is that every German movie is in some way dealing with like the Holocaust and dealing with World War Two and reckoning with that nature and even like the lightest of comedies are have that huge shadow over just like the bulk of their history of movies which i think even is is even (laughs) here and even dwarf started small that's fair i've heard Mm. that uh same kind of interpretation with a lot of uh japanese especially like animated films and series sure like the atomic bombs, that's why a lot of like monsters just come out of nowhere. Their fear of radiation and another bomb being dropped and constant suspense totally. that they live in. It's just it's kind of cool the... to see. Oh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. <gasps> no, you're good. It's just it's uh, cool to see how like catalytic events for certain cultures and countries like define I mean decades of their art for a while. That that's a great point. Yeah, because I, I mean, a lot of like Japanese cinema too was about just like how unstable everything is in the world, because they could you know hundreds of thousands can die at in an instant. It's crazy. Yeah, and about yeah. how like giant lizards can be a real problem, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah, practical. That's why they. Uh, <laughs> that's why King Kong was a thing. That's right. So to you can counteract. Him. Yeah, counteract the giant lizards. <laughs> Go America. Or Skull Island or whatever. Skull Island, yeah. Whatever yeah, it is. Amer- uh, Skull Island American, is American, pro- yeah, yeah, American imperialism. You know, whatever. That sounds <laughs> right. A property of America. Um, it's budget time. Oh, shit. It's budget time. Sing the song, Rob. Yeah, you what you got a couple more verses? Uh, it's budget time. Tell me the dime. Oh, that's good. I don't know. That, that was, was good. good. <laughs> I think we got a new song, boys. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I've probably been drinking too much already. No, that's great. That's a lot. <laughs> Can I get than another Schopenhauer? <laughs> Ta-da! I mean, don't need another Don't double. Don't need another Schopenhauer. You're good. <laughs> this is only like a quarter gone. <laughs> yeah. Look at this. Uh, this is when you request a new beer. Lucas is not even looking. (laughs) Oh, the cat's going Uh, crazy over there. Sorry. The real theme song I appreciated is if you're doing the books, you better not fudge it. So let's play a game called Guess That Budget. Guess That Budget! That's a lot better than mine. (laughs) Who came up with that one? Lucas did on the spot. Oh, on the spot. He's our resident genius. Um, (laughs) Resident genius? 
you got a lot to live up to, Lucas. They've been talking you up this whole night. Uh, wow, that's very flattering. I'm not. I'm no genius. I'm a 27 year old English teaching student. So we showed him the news. My genius is oh. not showing. <laughs> who do you take? Who do you teach English to? English students? American um, students? No. Yeah. Hopefully, high school students eventually. <laughs> yeah. That also speak English. Already? Correct. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just kind of like right. helping them out. Not like yeah. remembering you know, words. Just about like grammar and like the commas and stuff. Like oh, those that. are good ideas. I should write that down. Punctuation. <laughs> Punctuate. Yeah, take notes. Punctuation is what I struggled with the most. You can even throw a couple <laughs> commas like, in those notes of yours. He's been memorizing the alphabet to teach to people. <laughs> That's all he's yeah. to high school is. C D yeah. E. Oh man, you guys are I great. Wish there was, like, and they already of... know the song. Oh. It's like next They've time, won't you it. sing with me? I wish there was some kind of mnemonic device to help me learn the alphabet. <laughs> it's like the first twenty-six digits of pi. We just need to make a song about. I it. hated my so uh, high school English teacher, so I hope you're a lot better than Ooh. she was. <laughs> Nice. I will. Uh, I will. Shout out, to be better. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out, Miss Thacker. You know, uh, Thacker. I hardly like... know her. What's our next history? <laughs> where are we? We're at our budget, budget. I think. No budget. I'm dumb. I don't know where I um, am. The history Robbie, of the budget today. Mm-hmm. You get to guess <laughs> the budget first. How much do you think it costs to make this film? Are we guessing in American dollars? Yes. Yeah. Good okay. question. Not yeah. in euros. Um, German francs. I would euros, say, say damn, they ruined a car. <laughs> uh, damn, in 1970. I'm going to go ahead and guess $1 million. Okay. That's a fair guess. Yeah. Solid Seth? guess. Oh my god, that was so loud. Um, I don't know. 300000 Okay. I'll say it's low. It is very low. It's, I don't know. An old movie, and it was tough weird. to have a frame of reference. I don't remember. I think uh, a Space Odyssey costs like eighteen million or something like that. Which yeah. doesn't oh really help us here. Um, <laughs> no, I'm gonna like, say that's just like a fun fact. <laughs> I mean, that is time frame. I'm gonna say one point four million dollars. I'm gonna go pretty close to Robert. Oh, I'm screwed. <laughs> The winner today is Seth. Holy shit. Oh, not shit. Wow. 200K. I was going to guess wow. 200K, and then I was like, now nah, I should bump it up. That's so pretty was it freaking cheap. actually in euros, or was it like... That's in really US dollars. Cheap. Okay. I guess... Did yeah. they spend US dollars on it? What, in German, not. In no, German, I think just probably... Like, in German in 1970, what are they spending? Are they spending euros? They're or? spending euros. Even okay. on this movie I think alone. the Frank, like, right? I don't think of the, That's, the maybe the, the Frank. I was like, yeah. is it rubles? Maybe like, what's 1970 rubles? they did do Frank. <laughs> they currently like use euros. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why I you love say, a good euro. Yeah, you're saying it like the I love the Middle Eastern euro dish too. and not the euros. <laughs> is how they say it in German. Oh Oiros. man, I love European. Um, <laughs> euro. Uh, it was pretty, so Seth is our winner. He is. It's That's pretty spot on, dude. Thanks, Pretty Dan. I don't cheap. want to buy another car. It begs the question is <laughs> if he paid any of the actors to do this is what just, jumps into my just head. Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a prorated amount. <laughs> per inch. Yeah, that's right. 
That's not much. Well, all we had to do was wreck a car, and we ki- we killed the chickens ourselves, so that wasn't very expensive. Oh, dude, that was, a- <laughs> on, yeah, on that was another point of mine, was like, how many on animals camera. died in the making of this movie? It was a farm snuff film. Yeah, um, almost. <laughs> what do we think this made? I'm surprised. How much did it make? Made, did it go it to had box an opening office? weekend. Was that a box office? Correct. It didn't make anything. <laughs> I don't have... I scoured for like 15 minutes trying to find any kind of box office success, and I couldn't. I know I there was a German DVD. I read that DVD. somewhere. So, no, I so money that. was made at some, some point? Some money was, yeah, made. I don't know if gross or like net was made, but... I was, I was saying this before Jesus. the oh, podcast. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I was saying this before the podcast officially started, but I don't think Werner Herzog gives a damn about what his movies make in terms of money. I agree 100%. He made made his movies for himself and the viewership, you know? Like, he didn't make it for money's sake. Maybe just himself? I I have the feeling like he's a guy who any sort of money he brings in, he's just going to throw it right back into his weird movies. Or in a fire or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, why would he? Or do probably that? drugs. Why would he make probably this? drugs. <laughs> There's no reason why he would throw his money that he makes into a fire. There's he no reason might, for dude. anything, Brent. It's paper. Remember? Oh yeah, that's we talked about that last week. I could see him throwing his money into a fire before I could see Werner Herzog buying groceries for sure. <laughs> see, <laughs> which is like an essential thing to do. It's a necessity. Yeah. Who goes to buy groceries nowadays? Isn't, Isn't there we have um, them delivered now? Yeah, exactly. Isn't there uh, what's the grocery service called? The Amazon. Have, uh, oh, yeah. They well, they deliver it to your door, and that's no middleman. You don't have to have anybody go pay for them at the grocery store. All right, Instacart. Insta- I swear, I was a car driver. Did you really? For like How much? Did you month. make good money? No. No. I only did it. It was month. like game over. I'm tired of shopping for other people. Like, I hate shopping for myself. <laughs> it was just me trying to find something during a Christmas break once when I didn't work, so. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. I didn't do a whole lot, but. Um. So, yeah, good job, Lucas. No, nothing that I could find as far as. I can't hear you anymore, Brandon. He can't hear you anymore. What? Did your mic come unplugged? Try it again. I'm trying. Hello? Oh, I can kind of hear you. Hello? Now Seth is back? Oh, Was now that I... a problem? Now I can hear He's you. He's got yeah. a magnetic field. That's weird. Seth is the catalyst. I, I assume it was the headphone and not me, but... Th- yeah. Is he the catalyst, or is he the person who drops under the car and steals the catalytic converter? I'm the fucking <laughs> Catalina wine master. <laughs> um... And, sadly, I couldn't find a tagline. Does anybody have a tagline they want to make up here? Oh, boy. Ooh. That's um, on you guys. This is beyond my pay grade. How about Lord of the Size instead of Lord of the Flies? Oh, shit. Ooh, that's good. I like that one. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, how about... But who would be Lord of the Fly... Who would be Lord of the Size? Would it Simon be... Piggy instructor? And- be Ron Jeremy. Oh, fuck? that! Oh, that is definitely Lord of the Size. Um, <laughs> it might be just us as a viewer. I don't know what. Maybe. I, I mean, I just we pulled that on my ass. Don't say who to the, you guys. 
we're all we're all amazed. We're all everybody's amazed, but has no idea why. Cooing like babies for Lucas's bullshit. But this is a type of movie where you 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 throw an interpretation out, and it's as equally valid as any other thought that could pop into anybody's head. Sure. What about like Snow White? Except there's no Snow White. Just the dwarves. Just the seven dwarves. <laughs> just the dwarves. That's a really long. How many stars did you tagline. name of of the cast? There was Paul Glower. That's the only one I remember because it <laughs> I sounds American. Take... There's at least one I dwarf. Just... That's a good tagline. I just featuring just take Paul Glower. The top eight. <laughs> on featuring IMDb. Paul Glower, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was a picture if I can see it on the poster. Um, I thought that Seth's title for the thing that I told him to put down. Was a decent tagline. It was even Brandon started small. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I always put something <laughs> stupid in the notes instead of the name of the movie. <laughs> Hard to believe. And that's what I put yeah. in for this one. <laughs> but that's what we got for tagline. I guess we're just making some. I really liked Lord of the Size, honestly. That's a good one. Ooh. I feel Ooh. like that incorporates some like prior knowledge to film and and, and some author, uh, some books. You know, that's a good one. Yeah, Lucas, so. you came in clutch with that one, I feel like. Thank you. I don't know if it was an inspiration. I don't know when the book came out, to be fair. So, Lord of Look it the... up! Oh, like oh my gosh, yeah. 54. We all have... It couldn't have been pre I mean, two what? of us have computers in front of us. <laughs> I guess we all have handheld computers. I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> I'm, a big, I'm a big buff, you know? I like to, as soon as somebody says something, I'm like, oh, when did that, when did that happen, you know? Like, Me too. I'm, I'm a big out, buff. I can lift 300. Oh. Can I just want 250, bro. What's your dick curl? <laughs> Six ounces. Six say. ounces? Ten? Oh. Ten? Yeah, y'all kilos. are falling behind. Ten, oh, ten kilos? Fuck. We're all dead. Um, so now that we're done with that, it's fact time. Oof, even... We gotta... Even the facts started small. That seems like the obvious one. Fact fighting instead of cock fighting. Okay. Um, I had a lot about cock, cock fighting in my notes. Cock facts? <laughs> That's great. There's no way to misconstrue that. I think it's the most direct... <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty obvious when we, I say cock facts, what you think of. Even the dwarves. Even dwarves started small. When you say even cock, the I think the Werner are. That's right. Um, oh my gosh, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I think, I think we need to do cock facts. Cox facts? Cock facts. Oh my cock god. Out, Luna. Are cock we all cock facting. You guys want to do this for a minute? We're cock facting. Yeah, you take her outside and. I'm taking my puppy out. And we'll do some. Cox facts. Anschieben. 
Who's fighting. ready for some cock facts? Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> um, first one. Herzog partially attributes the dark influences of this film to the fact that before making it, he had been imprisoned in a third world prison while shooting footage for another movie in Cameroon in the paranoid weeks after a coup attempt. While incarcerated, he contracted a blood parasite and ran a high fever. Who was he fucking? (laughs) (laughs) This guy is is so cool. I mean... How long was he imprisoned? That's a. I mean, that's that's, that's tough. I've, I mean, I've been to prison in America, and America is arguably the best country in the world. Am I right? To be in prison in. To be in prison in, but also the most imprisoned country in the world. So it's like you know, it's you just, have your yeah. checks and balances in there as well. So it's uh, in Cameroon. Mm, that's wild man that's a movie in itself i wonder if he had a boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) i could also see herzog being just like a pansexual before that was even a thing too you know early pansexual oh he was definitely like a pioneer (laughs) yeah this he was a wild guy i think is evidenced by that fact right there. wild and crazy guys Him and him and his cellmate in Cameroon. <laughs> He's weird. I, I read earlier this week that he sometimes holds like these kind of pop up things called these like rogue film schools, where he says like, and the only people I want applying to these are like bouncers of nightclubs of like BDSM dungeons or like homeless drug addicts like these are the people i want to to teach how to make movies oh dude he's definitely getting down (laughs) he's totally getting down (laughs) he's freaky deaky oh dude and that's why i love Werner. (laughs) you know like there's gotta be like in today's day and age it's so persecuted against for anything to come out about any director of a film or any movie star or anybody famous you know and it's like Werner yeah. had no reservations. Totally, <laughs> he just did it. He just was. He was fucking on one, and didn't give a like, fuck what anybody you know, thought. Didn't give a fuck exactly because I'm Peter Werner Herzog. Yeah, <laughs> team team Werner for sure. <laughs> team Werner or Team Sanity? <laughs> team Werner. Um. All next day. one. When filming the car sequence with the cast. The man who climbed on the roof of the car actually fell and was run over by the car. Amazingly, he wasn't injured and continued just filming the scene. Um, props to, uh, Amazon Prime Video. Um, I was on my way to renting this movie through Amazon Prime. And, uh, through the lowly trivia that they gave this was something that i figured out you were privy to i was privy to this (laughs) prior to watching the movie so when the scene came on i was like oh my god i know something about this movie (laughs) um watch out for the guy getting ran over yeah exactly (laughs) am i glad um that one of the children in the movie didn't get hurt (laughs) i'm so glad (laughs) indestructible Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> it sounds like they're very resilient. It does sound like that. Last night I took an L, but tonight I bounce back. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 
Next one is another injury one. During oh, the flower burning scene, the same actor that got run over the, by the car was caught fire. And Werner Herzog raced over and beat the fire out. The actor only had minor injuries from the fire. Is that considered child abuse? Was he a child? I think he's a- I'm unsure. He sure looked like one. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> In stature. I think no. he was an adult. And <laughs> but, no, I mean, it's, I you also are not allowed to- adults. You're also not allowed to abuse adults, either. Either right? way. Well... Yeah, I mean, one is worse. I guess, unless you're an American and it's a castle law. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Did you think that, Standard uh, hmm. what's yeah. his name? Uh, Ombre had, like, a Hasbula kind of disease? Yeah, I think he did. Oh, dude, we all equated him with Hasbula here. <laughs> He's, he was, it was, yeah, there were multiple different variations, which was... Another wrinkle in well, this society. My biggest thing was the jowls. You know, he hmm. had the jowls, and it was like big yeah. cheeks. You know, that kind of like sagged down. Boy. Yeah, Seize you know, boy. and it was like he's cute, but at the same time, Unsettling. you can tell Aged he's face. a little older than he should have looked. <laughs> For sure. You lay right there. I'm just glad that this guy made it through two accidents: being run over by a car and being set on Whoa. fire. And he was totally fine. Oh, you missed yeah. a lot. You say that for me, Brandon? <laughs> so Werner Herzog was in a prison and got a blood parasite. Right, I got Next. that part. Um, no, the gay actor sex. that was on the top of the jeep or the car that was riding around in circles He's made out of he adamantium. Fell off and got ran over. Wait, who did? <laughs> the one of the actors that like was the on mechanic the top one. of the car. Oh my god, he yeah. was cool too. That's my favorite yeah. one. He got ran over. He was definitely was totally very fun. handy. And then, I mean, if I could have like a handy mechanic around like that, that also wasn't always getting in the way because they were so small, <laughs> I would it's definitely probably has its advantages. It definitely starts. Whoa, whoa! Where is, the fuck did you come from? <laughs> the other thing is, he was set on fire during the flower burning scene. He caught fire. The and they same him guy. Yeah. yeah, he was very unlucky. Oh no! I think it might have just been Germany in the nineteen. <laughs> Probably, yeah. He he did seem like the boldest one during those scenes too. Yeah. Oh, he definitely knew what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. To a certain at least extent. in the at least in the movie context, it sounds like behind the scenes he didn't know. He was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, my next but, cock fact oh, is yeah. that. Extracts of the screenplay that are featured on the German DVD say, in quotes, the title for the film is a pure working title. It has nothing to do with the film. The word dwarfs should not appear in there. Yeah, uh, that seems like something that Werner is, was in control of at some point. To release the movie the under the working title, yeah. <laughs> he approved that. Um, Final cut. So in the 1970s, was midget a was it a viable or not or even acceptable or a viable term? Was midget? I think it was pretty commonplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that gives me some historical context into the time because dwarfs, I know, is a little more widely accepted than the the seems a little more progressive. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I agree. Or little person, you know, like, uh, who knows, though? Yeah. Uh, next cock fact. 
Werner Herzog promised the cast he would jump into a field of cacti if they managed to pull through the movie. Eventually, he fulfilled his promise. Dude. This promise was based on that one little person getting hurt over and over again. He's like, if none of you guys get hurt again, I'll jump into cacti and get myself hurt. And he did. And he did. Oh, Werner's got huge balls. Of course he does. <laughs> he's a grower. Yes. Oh, dude. No, he's a shower. He's definitely both. He's a grower balls. and a shower. He, shows he has enough to show it off. But damn, will he grow. I think at some point I did call this movie the original Jackass, too. So I am jumping into sure. a bush of cactuses. Cacti. Cacti. It doesn't matter. I'm going to say cactuses. Oh, cacti just sounds dumb. That does just sound like a very Werner Herzog move. He's he's insane. He made a movie, so a little tangent. Fitzcarraldo is a movie I watched, which is about this crazy German guy who wants to build an opera house in the Amazon. So... He in the movie it's presented this way too, like he's crazy, so he wants to drag this giant cruise ship up this mountain and over this mountain into this valley. But because Werner Herzog is also a real life crazy person as well, he made sure that they had to spend like millions of dollars to haul this fucking cruise ship actually over this mountain, and he became like a huge obsessive crazy person about that too. Like he's just a a weird obsessive guy. Well, thank, thank God for Werner and his weird obsession. We need that in the because arts. Because without him, yeah, without him, there would be no even dwarfs started small. Sure. Which I thoroughly enjoyed. I'm glad. Spoilers. Thank you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, Jesus. I don't know the whole <laughs> setup. I've only listened it. to one podcast prior to this, and it was only half of one. So. <laughs> no, I'm, sorry I'm, for all the spoilers no, thank you. jumping ahead of myself. <laughs> Um, penultimate cock facts. The vehicle and circle scene was inspired by an incident that occurred when Herzog worked as a steward at the Munich Oktoberfest as a young man. Part of his duty was ensuring that drunk patrons did not attempt to drive their cars home. So when a drunk man insisted that he was capable of driving, Herzog got into his car with him, placed the steering wheel on full lock, then got it out of his car. The man passed out, and the car continued to drive into circles. Into circles? What the fuck? In a circle, until it ran out of gas. That sounds like every one of my past Uber drivers. (laughs) 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 I'm like, how did I get home? They're like, hey, it's alright, you fell asleep, don't worry about it. And I'm like, oh my god, was I molested? (laughs) Jesus! (laughs) Hey, good on him, though, for being a bouncer at at nightclubs and making sure people got home safe. It's uh, important. Oh, definitely. With, with, without well, that, Werner. you know? Oh, yeah, young Werner. Well, this is also, like, him way in the, like, because this came out in 70. So this is maybe him in the 50s? 50s, or 40s? <laughs> yeah. I think he was born in the late 40s. Yeah. So I don't he's know. Like, you guys need to get home safe. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, Vak. Fuck no! No driving! <laughs> yeah. Have a nudie. <laughs> yeah, have a nudie. <laughs> <laughs> it does work. <laughs> and my ultimate cock fact is that during the filming, Herzog gave some strange direction to elicit particular performances from the actors. In directing one dwarf who continually struggled not to laugh, Herzog repeatedly told the actor that he must not laugh but then made funny faces as him as soon as he started filming this. 
and that had to be the, the little classic photographer trick. the little gremlin one yeah which is very funny that he's like quit, quit laughing hombre it was hasbula <laughs> and the they, don't smile and then off off camera he's doing the hokey pokey or whatever yeah right he did turn himself around that's funny what an outsider so that is the end of my cock facts cock facts i don't right, got any you. either on me you didn't do any extra or find anything weird? I, I I dug a little bit, but there's it's pretty sparse out there. It's really sparse. There were four trivia things on IMDb, so yeah. I had to scour. I saw a couple quotes from Herzog about it, but he also, like, notoriously and intentionally lies in all of his interviews about everything. Oh, great. Yeah, so you can't really <laughs> take what he says. We love a compulsive liar. <laughs> totally. That's why we have Seth on every week. Oh. Yes. <laughs> what did I do? It's weird going from like a Transformers type film where in the trivia there's 279 like facts to go through. For real? Yeah. Like the, to I something the where you to can, something you're where having like, to search for three. I, yeah. I, <laughs> I took everything available and then had to find more. And you can't trust the things that he that the director of the movie says. That's yeah. how I yeah. felt about Mel. <laughs> when I was like, yeah, you don't ever true. feel My about goodness. other movies the way you feel about Mel, though. There was nothing on IMDb, so I had to look up Wikipedia, and it's like, Love Mel. He's the first non-binary character. You're like, no, <laughs> but I guess that's a fact. <laughs> the The budget was two hundred dollars. No, <laughs> it made fourteen. No, the characters in this movie were binary. Just a heads up. Good to know. Uh, yeah. No. I guess that's a cock fact. Okay. The ultimate uh, entirely yeah, binary characters. Yeah. <laughs> Quite literally. I mean this could Good. this could be the first movie featuring an entire cast of little people. And the last. I don't I don't know what else maybe a documentary, but couldn't even couldn't, give you a couldn't give name. you a guess. I don't know if that's an established genre. Alright, so now we're gonna get into the movie. Uh Rob, this is where Nicole Kidman torments our lives. Oh yeah, yeah you know Nicole to... Kidman. Oh that bitch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you understand. It's a hard life, and and Nicole Kidman being uh, an influence in that life makes it a hundred times worse. Is Nicole Kidman two dwarves in a trench coat? Well, she was three did we, earlier. We did that already. Well, she did that. She probably could have been Teresa. Because nobody liked her. She was the nobody sensible one. Nobody knows who one. Teresa was. I don't know well, which one it, she Teresa was. Teresa was the sensible one, That's but right. everybody booed when uh, they thought that uh, the instructor said she was the sensible one. Everybody okay. was like, fuck her. You know, <laughs> well, boo. Fuck Nicole Kidman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were like, Good Teresa, night, oh, fuck that bitch. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm not going to turn off my fucking cell phone, Nicole. <laughs> Teresa. Whoa. <laughs> Teresa. Everybody thought she was a sensible one, but Teresa Kidman here. Good day, mate. I'm going to get a drink real Make sure to turn off your cell phones. Oh, definitely. You need a drink. Or I will, I don't know, start a fire of full... <laughs> flowers that are apparently fully bloomed. I will run bloomed, myself over with my car. But also wilting. <laughs> Horrible. She threatens you with her own life. <laughs> I'll kill myself if you don't turn your cell phone off. I will run myself over. Oh, no. Did she use the bathroom? 
Still waiting on that coveted poop. She's looking real skinny. I know. Lucas is making so much noise over there. But let's get into the movie. Movie. <laughs> into the movie. Everybody gets this, right? When you're doing charades, everybody gets this. This movie, yeah. Okay. I played charades not too long ago, and I did this, and everybody was like, I was like what fishing the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> he's fishing. And he's I was like, no, butter. dude, it's a fucking movie. <laughs> I, I had to lose immediately and tell them how dumb they were. Yeah. Is that man driving a stick shift? What the fuck? <laughs> really poorly, might I add. All right, poor stick shift driver. I got it. I got right. it, guys. You're like first, Back second, third. Oh, fuck. He knows you're he just, nailed it. You're just switching shifts as, or like <laughs> switching gears as you drive, just like constantly. You're just <laughs> oh, no. reversing first, fifth. You're going fucking um, crazy. All right, getting into the movie. My first note is a little person holding a sign, kind of spinning it, just like not knowing which way is up with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I put, what the hell is this singing at the beginning? Oh my god! So I have something similar. Um, my first question was, what stringed instrument is playing in the opening scene? That's not a sitar. <laughs> is it a, a sitar? sitar? Is it a sitar? I thought a mandolin. It sounded very oriental to me. It could be a mandolin as well. Um, I'm not very versed in musical instruments. Neither am I musically inclined. Um, but I know a mandolin is somewhat Eastern, you know, if not Oriental. Oh, very much so. Um, probably either mandolin or sitar. And then my second question was, why did why did no one help the little feller with the sign? <laughs> he just he twirling was, it. He was having a yeah, hard time. Yeah, he was like. Yeah, he was like, what the fuck, like, is this supposed to say? Is this supposed to be flipped upside down or left to right? Is this supposed to be turned 360 degrees? And nobody said anything the whole time. They just let Ombre struggle. What do we think the point of, of this was? The imagery here. Um, my first question was, is this an interrogation? That's, it kind of looked yeah. like he was taking mug shots. It did. It did. I was like, I've taken plenty of mug shots in my life. <laughs> you know, <laughs> look left, face that way. Yeah. And they never told me which way me. to hold the sign. <laughs> yeah. And they never told me which way to hold the sign. Exactly. That's you very know? funny. That's, it is. Do you a, have an interpretation of it, Lucas? I mean, the, I think the plot interpretation is that Robert's right, that it is an interrogation. And we kind of get that a little bit more and that like the larger context of the movie then is they're like interviewing this one guy maybe the last survivor who knows but like what went down at this crazy institution you know sort right. of like a, a retrospective three weeks earlier <laughs> yeah yeah and i think i think the years earlier i think him like messing with the sign and everything not knowing how is is kind of like fits into the movie because we're like we don't really know what's going on movie. either you know it, it's really hard no. to figure and out. And neither does he. Yeah. Oh, exactly. he definitely does not know what's going on throughout the whole film. <laughs> having a great time, though. <laughs> oh, he, is having, yeah. he is having a phenomenal time. Well, then you get a shot of a chicken just eating a dead chicken. And then we finally get a short, short scene of, like, a map of a location that we are taking place at. Ginger, which we find sure. out to be some kind of, like, 
correctional, correctional facility? facility? It seemed like, it seemed like definitely, you know? Like, at first I was thinking, hey, maybe this is just a camp to help little people, you know, like, continue to to function throughout life. And then it was, like, got to the point where it's like, maybe these guys are all, um felons <laughs> yeah like, you know, it's like, like an australia situation going on <laughs> yeah exactly I, they're like let's just put them all in a camp Jinjos, initially stop. i thought it was um i thought the the big facility was like a a, a powerful government official's house like i thought it was not a senator mm. i don't know what they have in germany but I thought they were like staging a coup against this guy well, that's all hold they up had also there. talked about um doing labor so i was like is this like a labor camp you know, like yeah. where they send people to dig these ditches or these ravines and, and plant these these farms and trees. And it's like, yeah, I th- kind of think that's like the the Holocaust and the World War Two aspect that's sort of hanging over it. You know, is this it's this right. big camp of prisoners that can't really go anywhere and are oppressed, it seems. Well, they can't go anywhere because their legs won't take them very I know, Jesus. and they can't drive a car. Only the one can. <laughs> well, they could, and just in circles, though. That's well, true. the little person from the beginning is being told how to hold the sign, <clears throat> and it has a number finally on it. We him. finally kind of see it. Does definitely does start to click that it's kind of like a jail, kind of like yeah. mugshot kind of thing. And some person is talking to a little person about how some act happened, and this particular person stayed behind while the rest of the people started moving on yeah so yeah he's so like loud. he had missed, going nuts he had he's missed the bus crazy poor ombre <laughs> i don't know if that was the cat or the echo <laughs> but it sounded spot on i only hear echo <laughs> um and so from that uh a man comes in Riding around on a motorcycle with a group of little people. Well, a little group of people fight. A little group of people or a group of little people? Both. <laughs> a little group of little people. It's... <laughs> a little group of little it's... people. Okay. I put here that I the music is actually like kind of incredible. It's like sort of I like... I really enjoyed the music, I really too. enjoyed it. It's like sort of plucky mandolin music, like you were saying, yeah. I, yeah. I did, didn't really like... I mean, it made sense, but I didn't really like the screaming, which I pray Brandon does not imitate. It was sort of the scream <laughs> style singing of the songs. Robert When that was going on, I I told Brandon it reminded me of the "Without a Paddle" episode. It, sure that, it was giving me "La La La" flashbacks. <laughs> he, la, la, la. Yeah, he wants to so bad. <laughs> <laughs> he was holding it for so long. His face was red over here holding that shit in. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Um, and so he comes in riding a motorcycle while the little group of little people fight. And um, a little person has stolen the motorcycle. And another has cut the phone lines. And they're trying to break into a <laughs> building to set Pepe free. Yeah, and this is really the only sort of plot point that has any sort of basis in in movies that we know or can relate to is it's like sort of home invasion aspect of it is setting pepe free yeah they're trying to like yeah, go yeah, yeah, rescue so. their leader yeah 
The rest of it is is. You I think he was the leader? I don't know if Pepe could be considered the leader, considering he had. Uh, he's a mute, in my opinion. He had no lines the whole yeah, movie. He didn't talk. You're right. He sat there and laughed. He did do, but though the laugh, he was, was very, very integral to the story. I thought he was the character with like the most power in the story because they were all like, "Don't you hurt Pepe?" and and I guess I didn't really care too often, but then the whole, he, that was like his big threat the whole time was, I'm going to hurt Pepe if you guys keep... I'm going to hurt Pepe. Yeah, yeah. And also the police are like, probably He was like, I coming. will strike Pepe. Yeah. And there was some subtext of, subtext of uh, Pepe wanting or having ambitions to become the instructor himself, perhaps, a little bit. He's like, what would you do? I know you're not me, Pepe. We strictly referred to him as the Don here instead of the instructor. The Don. The Don. Yeah, he was the Don to The us. Don, that makes the sense. The Godfather. This <laughs> slicked back but piece of shit hair. Even as confusing <laughs> as this storyline sounds, that is, this is like the clearest storyline that we get. No, that is true. Yeah. So, um, after that, like, my notes for this are slim, so they might be kind of all over the place, but one of my notes here is a little person that is locked, or never mind. One of the girls that's part of, like, the little person crew trying to break Pepe out, she wants her shoe back. That's all she wants. <laughs> oh, dude. And she's trying to get into the building. Accidentally so broke funny. the handle <laughs> off I, of the I door. I died laughing, yeah. Oh, just, oh my that god. That was one of the funniest <laughs> so movies frustrated. Movie. Like, funniest <laughs> moments of the movie. She's, like, trying to reach to put it back on. Yeah. She's yeah, like, oh she's my just, god. god damn it. And it's like, a, it's like a locked door anyways, and she's not tall enough to reach it. And the, yeah. She barely touches it and it breaks. <laughs> and then it, it gets weird from here. Yeah. Um. After that, I put all the little people... Are locked up here, complaining about all the work they have to do, and no rewards for it. And my notice: this one guy is the star of the show. Mm. Bless who's, his heart. Who's the one guy? That's Ombre. Ombre. Because he's sitting there, hey. just like, yeah, he's just standing. <laughs> like it's just a shot of him going. <laughs> Dang, I'm. Which, which in. In point has the worst smoker's cough I've ever heard in my life, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's from the throat laugh or it's because they were inviting him to smoke cigars in and out throughout. They the were, movie. yeah, like, <laughs> you know? could not have been good for his little lungs. I don't know. It's it it gives he's gives a deeply unsettling vibe. I think Ombre does. He's as like adorable as he is. It, he, even in this world, he's like an outsider and seems a little unnatural. As he is. Yeah. Very unnatural. And, um. Which sounds bad to say, but now there are I don't know. Blind dwarfs. They're using ropes to walk all the way to a well to fetch some water. And the rest of the crew, like, those two aren't meant to be with the crew, apparently. No, and, and they. They're like, you know, we're gonna. They make their way Go around. Ahead with these like big sticks that they whack on everything like very deliberately and very slowly they sort of move around i don't know they th- I, these are probably the weirdest part of the, the movie these guys <laughs> they had i don't i don't think they needed to be here i i i, I don't know think of their like they definitely needed to be there because when you think in context of what they said about the parents taking Oh yeah, or maiming 
them, you know? It's like, did they have a vendetta or did they have a reason to be institutionalized after that? Think of somebody taking your eyes. No. Okay. You know, if <laughs> after somebody takes your eyes, I refuse. do you have hate in your heart? I'm not going to think about it. Do I you have hate in your heart? Because I would want to definitely kill somebody. It's, after that. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on how I, drunk I am. I mean, I think that hits it. <laughs> am I drunk? Have another no? shot. <laughs> I think that hits it on the nose of their purpose is that even in this society of like literally low and literally and metaphorically low life, like kind of criminals. <laughs> scumbags that <laughs> even they are like even lower than them because you know they're blind and can't see and they're at much of as yeah they pick on them all the time yeah they're at oh, even more of a dude. disadvantage than than the, these other dwarves are well the rest of the crew decides you know what we're gonna get to the inspector or whatever they're gonna set his favorite palm tree on fire and they pull it down while the one guy <laughs> Ombre just stands there. They're all in the background. Yeah, he's He's like supervising. You (laughs) just standing there going. (laughs) He does that a lot. You missed a quick scene of um, them eating this girl's scabs. What? Do you remember that they were sitting? Why did you You catch that? I didn't catch that either, and I, I don't know what. (sighs) Did you guys watch the YouTube version? They were sitting on a park bench, and the girls like the 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 smallest of the the girls was sitting there, and she's like. I don't have my shoe. Look, I'm all scraped up right here. And she looked at it, and then she ate it. And then the other girl's like, are you going to let me have some of that, too? Oh, what? I remember her looking at her shin, but I I must have been taking a note or something. Yeah, then I they started eating the scabs. Fortunately, did not see that. <laughs> Very fortunately. Yeah, well, that's so gross. Okay, good to know. Thank you, Lucas. <laughs> so they pull that down. They also I love Ombre so much. Ombre's is he your favorite character, you think? Oh, yeah. It's it's between him and the mechanic guy, because the mechanic yeah. actually seems, like... Useful. Yeah, he's, like, well, yeah, like, useful and, like, hot-wired, like, six different vehicles. But Ombre is just, like, everything he's ever seen happen is the funniest thing <laughs> in the world. It reminds me of, like, any time that the three of us find, like, the perfect joke and we're all yeah. crying and Bran can't breathe because of his adult-onset asthma. <laughs> hey! Like, <laughs> Everything that Ombre sees, like, they're, like they're pulling a tree down, and he's like, oh my god, yeah, that's his existence. this might be the funniest thing in the world. And then a chicken exists and walks by him, and he's like, oh my god, he, he did lives you guys in a blissful see that? Ignorance. He does. It's, it's fantastic. There's a, on the, the palm tree shot, too, they're, they're like all up on this mountain, there's a big silhouette of them. Did I miss something good? <laughs> yeah. There's this oh, big silhouette of them all on the mountain, but. It's funny because they're small, so they're just like literal tiny dots up against the mountain. <laughs> I didn't even see. Oh, I you're saw talking that about shot. When they were I didn't even talking see about the, the ravine <laughs> and everything. No, like that. no that's okay. when they're pulling down the okay. tree. Okay. Well, next up, they try to get Ombre to marry the littlest of the girls as well. Oh my goodness! And like, you got to go in this room. You got to go in the bed. They're like consummating this marriage pretty, or something. That was very disturbing. hot take on this scene. You have a hot take. Um, my question or my statement was. Uh, that I didn't want to say out loud, especially <laughs> while your wife was in the room. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, was, uh, uh, sort of glad the consummation scene that didn't work out, uh, also didn't work out. Because it re- it, it yeah. would have been real awkward for me to pitch a tent right here in the middle of <laughs> freaking your living room for the first time of me being here. Because that's my, that's my go-to. Little people. 
Oh my goodness. Cat consummating ma- <laughs> porn people in love though. Category. <laughs> yeah, right. Real people porn <laughs> in love. Specifically. <laughs> it's about the passion, really. <laughs> Little people mar- consummation. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's I don't know, it's it was very disturbing the lead up to their their near sexual encounter. Well, because he didn't want to do, he didn't want to marry her at all. Well, I equated it to uh, when I was that little, um, physically wise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seven minutes in heaven, you know. Never. Played. It's kind of that game, yeah. Never played. Never played. Oh my goodness! I was a nerd. Um, I didn't do it either. Oh my gosh! We did Shakespeare was, at Montessori. I was a little jock. I was a little jock <laughs> when I was young. I so love what Lucas I got all up the little Montessori. bitches. <laughs> I don't know any Shakespeare. Seven minutes in the Tempest or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Seven exactly. minutes on Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Seven minutes with Prospero. <laughs> it's it's a poem that you read. Yeah. Well, in this in this disturbing scene, it kind of, it it quickly veers to comedy because ombre can't get on the bed and which is Definitely. sad it, but like then the ways he tries to come up with the solutions to get on the bed are pretty funny i agree the magazines i and- agree and my question was why did she never try and help him she could have stuck a hand out <laughs> she, you know like could have could have yeah. some more help magazines. <laughs> yeah she was like put more magazines down you know she like, probably didn't want him she up didn't there. want him up there she, definitely she, not she, ombre, she seemed- i think ombre was a little older than her a lot, I think, yeah, and I think she seemed developmentally <laughs> stunted as well. Um, and that's another thing that I came across in the movie was at the same rate that their growth is stunted physically, is it uh, also stunted mentally? I, I mean, I, I had that question they too. Very, they seemed very childlike throughout yeah. the whole movie. Immature, but yeah, definitely. but then at times too, like the guy knew how to like start a car out of nowhere. You know, like yeah. they also have like these uh, real life skills as well, well. I have kids beat me in video games every day. <laughs> well, this, <laughs> you know, and this is also back in like nineteen. This is the seventies. I mean, movie being made 70s. in the sixties, back when pretty much anything you didn't like was a mental illness. Like gay people were institutionalized, and this is back mm-hmm. when like lobotomizing and just. Locking people up and not and ignoring them was like mental health care back did in the day. It, did so it really if you had like a a dwarfed child and the parents are like, oh, there's something wrong with him, we'll put him in an institution. They'll take better care and of him than we can, yeah. right? And he'll grow. They'll he'll take grow. care of him. But like they either lobotomize him, they never teach them anything, so they learn on their own. So like they're emotionally and mentally stunted because like yeah. they literally figured everything out in the confines of their home. I'm so sorry, it could maybe, just be like a parallel to something like that. Maybe I missed in the beginning. Um. I saw several different uh, year dates for this. Was it 70 or 71? 70, 70 okay. yeah. And I think Herzog even... Whoa. Oh. Wow, everybody went dark. Okay, we're back. We're, we're back. <laughs> Herzog's very quick with his filming, too, so it might have even been he filmed it in 70 as well, Seth. Right. He, mm-hmm. he got on with it. True. Well, after him trying to get up on the bed, they take those magazines out instead and they're just, it's like a bunch of pornographic magazines. Everybody's looking at him, showing it to everyone. And the inspector's telling Pepe all about how enjoyable his job he is. Or that it is because of the good deeds he gets yeah. to do for the people there. Because he gave a dirty kid a new shirt once upon a time? <laughs> yeah. 
He's an actual saint. Um, <laughs> yeah, I also liked the line of uh, her eyes look like stars. Jinjo. That was a very interesting line to me because um, oh, no, that's the, the first porn. thing. Yeah, that's the first thing I pay attention to when I open up my Playboys. <laughs> <laughs> that I, that was part of the, I think the like the stunted development too because they like opened it up and they were like oh my god she's so hot they were like look at her pretty little dots and that necklace and those eyes it was <laughs> yeah it was yeah 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 very yeah. non sexualized almost pearl necklace mm-hmm. so back um, to sexual we could definitely talk about pearl necklaces <laughs> but it might well, get a little explicit yeah. it could probably get a little explicit. I think our viewers know enough. <laughs> yeah, we'll move on. If they don't, they don't need to know. Well, now you get a scene of a chicken toying with a dead mouse before he eats it. It's just like tossing it around. All of them, all the other chickens are following it around. There's a lot of like animal. I don't want to say cruelty. So I had a two. I had two cuts on this where it was um. Oh god, one, damn it, Brandon! What's with all the random cock cuts? Mm-hmm. Because, uh, like Fight did, Club, yeah. Did they have a purpose Fight to Club. say that, They're say, um, instructors or principal or whoever of who was in charge, who we never actually got to see in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, toying with the less fortunate, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, um, there was never a note anywhere in the movie that, uh, which I've seen in a lot of movies that have to do with animals. Yeah. Saying, oh, I'm sure they did. No it. animals were harmed in the making of this film. <laughs> I'm glad you took that note down. <laughs> I don't know um, when they started mandating Because multiple that. times, especially when the instructor was in the office manhandling chickens. <laughs> yeah. No, they holding like six by, by the wings. By the wings. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a doubt that he actually killed all those chickens and probably a lot more in the making of this movie. Which, right most likely it's just for fun it's i think the point i don't know it, it this might be a stretch here but this is like a nihilistic violent world but it's kind of a mirror of our own world because like i mean i wouldn't like snap a chicken's neck but i ate chicken for dinner tonight you know and i've made the point on the podcast before that 70 billion land animals are killed every year for human consumption that like killing five or six chickens or whatever in the course of making your movie to show that like violence is kind of worth it, especially I don't know. Like you don't want to kill chickens, hot but you, take. we all eat them so, pounds hot, and pounds every day. Hot take, but on the reverse side, you think of um, Australian Aborigines. So when you go to Australian Aborigines who eat people, if you do a documentary on them and you kill five or six humans and they eat them, is that? It, I don't know. That's fair game on a film. You don't like, interrupt nature in a documentary. <laughs> that's true. I mean, I've that's seen true. a documentary, The Act of Killing, um, which is interesting because that director actually cited this movie as one of his influences. But he made a documentary oh, about no killers okay. in, I think it's Indonesia. And he's like talking with them and they're like recounting their days of being like paramilitary groups executing people and like laughing about it. And it's like, very right. unsettling but also like it's history and i don't know yeah definitely hard to confront i'm a huge history buff so like nice. exactly like when you're living in the times and in the days of that sort of thing going on can you really judge it in the same way that 
7 billion people in today's day and age would look back on something like that, you know? Totally. I mean, Herzog seems like the kind of guy who would kill a guy for the art, too, and just be like, that's what the the movie needed. We can all agree on one Well, all of us are down for Werner. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. We're down for his art, you know? We are ready for that. (laughs) Are we ready for next plot note? Yes, sorry. No, you're good. All the dwarfs are slowly crawling in towards one space where the the two blind dwarfs are setting up glass jars to play some rolling ball game. And one of them hops in the middle without them knowing it. And he's just like bouncing over the ball as they bounce back and forth. But he ends up getting caught. They just club the shit out of him with their sticks. Yeah, yeah the jig they is definitely up. do. It's, it's a... So my question oh, is... He's just doing like, a jig. It is... Is... Crouching a universal uh, sign of sneakiness, even if yeah. the person you're sneaking from that's is blind. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know? think that's coded like They're all into crouching it, yeah. down. They're already all very small. You know, like how much smaller can a, they it get? It is absurd, you're right. And the people you're hiding from are already don't have eyes you know they're not even yeah. blind yeah. Don't they have eyes. exactly yeah. you know like so why are you crouching you know you just have to be quiet it's for love so of the is game it, is it for you know viewership to to understand like hey these guys are sneaking around i probably think so yeah i i also sportsmanship okay. more so i also think it's kind of telling too that these poor these poor like no-eyed kids that the second anything is out of the normal for them their instinct is just to they have to just start swinging to survive you know oh dude yeah. they're like fuck yeah we're fucking going to town on whoever's around whether it be the pig whether it be <laughs> yeah. you know a person you know that's, our we're only, going, that's their know. only yeah, defense on mechanism yeah well then you get some of them poking piglets with sticks that are trying to suckle from the mom pig and whatnot and you find out that one of the dwarves collects dead bugs and makes clothes for them to create a bug bridal party. It sure does. That was kind of weird. This scene went on awesome. for like seven minutes. <laughs> a lot of these scenes went on for a long time longer than they felt like Big, they should long have. takes. Okay, can we reference the first scene that went on for three minutes and 43 seconds with the music? Shit. And, was that how long it was? And the sign flipping and everything like that? Yeah. Five minutes into the movie of an hour and a half movie, <laughs> and we're talking about the opening scene with n- almost no words other than the lady behind the camera telling the dude he's dumb for looking a certain way. <laughs> it's it's outsider art, right? He's like subverting everything that a movie we could think a movie could it's be. It's supposed to have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is so cool and so like we're just immediately like, what the fuck? Can you give me something? Yeah, what is going on? <laughs> if anybody who's seen a normal movie before, they're like, What the hell? <laughs> like, give me something. It's just I need it was, yeah. if something. I want in the first going? five minutes, I wanna be hooked. You know, like I, I wanna know like this a character's your... name or like a location <laughs> yeah. or a bare you know, minimum. It would be it's really funny to think of like this is somebody's first movie and they go into a regular <laughs> movie where they have like the 
your standard triangle of like rising action, climax, resolution, all that stuff. And they're like, what the hell? Where are the extended scenes? Like, where's the, <laughs> the it feels like it's too long. I Everyone's talking and explaining things to me. Where's the violence? Yeah, I'm, I have so much less work to do. I think this movie asks a lot. Like, I think you're getting at Seth of the, the viewer to think and, and make connections. You need to work in this movie. There's heavy lifting you gotta do. Bug bridal party, everyone hears that two people have killed the pig, the mom pig, but they won't say how, why or mm. why. Like they're and, just like, we just killed it. Duh. And, that, and that ties into how? something that I, you know, as growing up, really came down to my core with was all these dwarves are down as fuck. Not one of them snitches on anybody <laughs> in the whole movie. Snitches They're like snitches. Exactly, dude. They're like, right. we're not telling how the pig died. We're not going to say. And in the beginning scene, you know, Hombre uh, is freaking getting interrogated. And he's like, I, I think somebody's talking about me. I'll never tell what's going on, you know? like, And, and it's like, dude. All these dwarves are down as fuck, dude. I need some homeboys like this. <laughs> Insofar as Pepe <laughs> won't say a single word, like, to stop, like, any of the this madness, he'll go down does. with the ship before he says anything. Yeah, exactly. That's Because it's like a, it's a mob mentality, but usually with that kind of thing, there's not a sense of community with it. Like, but, if something happens, something goes down, they're like, oh, it was him. But right, we're also, just being regular mob. You also related, that was the crazy other guy. than the Don, yeah. the Don definitely snitched. The Don tried calling the police. The he Don's tr- his own guy. Dude, the Don was up on the building trying to wave old girl down when yeah. she pulled up on the car. So <laughs> he was trying to get everybody <laughs> locked up, you know? Like the Don the was Don definitely a man. and you know he he He's he was dead. the That's man, a man. But at the same time it was like to a king. What yeah. <laughs> He's an oppressive man. He's he's the system. But it makes you think he's without seeing the principal the or anybody else who wasn't there other than the cook who we also never saw who was essentially told to be there mm-hmm. at the time. Um where was everybody that also ran the institution also little? That's a good question, Brand. You have to stop singing. <laughs> so, because without seeing a step stool anywhere in the movie, other than the lady who got out of her car, you had to have some inference so, to somebody had to have been large here, mm-hmm. you know. And it was like, but you never saw them. And the instructor, large and in charge, the instructor was also small. So was uh, my question was was everybody small? Yeah, is the. Mm-hmm. But you never know. It's it's like a world built for larger people because they're not small. They're small. They have to, like, get up on the bed. They have to, like, climb up on chairs to see yeah, stuff. Yeah, the amenities. Yeah, But, exactly. like, even the outsiders that get there are, are little people themselves. I think, I don't know. I would think the the guess for this movie would be that the entire world is filled with little people and that it's just an absurd world that they have to live in. Which is perfect for what comes up next, because the next scene is the lady that drives up in a car, yeah, asking for directions. Throws her stool down while, to get out of the inspector's vehicle. like waving her down, trying yeah. to get help on top of the building. Which how did he? I mean, he's got. How did he get up there a lot? But she <laughs> she, she just drives away. Really she gets high. her. 
And he's like, did she see me? She had to have seen me. No. And, um... You're easy to miss. The inspectors really question what he should do and wondering if people even come to help him. So our mechanic guy, he fixes up a car, steals it out of the garage, and just drives it in circles and circles over and over. Very cool shot of the car leaving the bay, too, I thought. I have a really good quote that I took from Seth. Wait, I have a really good quote that I took from Seth. We do quotes later. Hold on. (laughs) Okay. okay. What was this cool shot, Lucas? (laughs) Oh, just just like I didn't notice anything super cool. I just it was like the shot from behind the car. They're like working on it. He fixes it. He goes back in, and then sort of as from the back of the car, we see the car like drive off, and we open the scene up from the car's absence, which I thought was a cool way to do it. Huh. And then I thought there. I mean, the whole car sequence I think is fascinating, but some really cool cinematography and some work of the shots and like nobody driving the car. I think that was really cool. Nobody ever drives the car. That just oh, they're ghost riding the whip. Goes circles and circles riding the jib. And the inspector tells everyone to calm down as the police are here. So they start throwing little Molotov or Molotov cocktails at him on the rooftop. (laughs) Yeah, they're burning the place down. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're ready to riot. And he looks over, watches the car spin endlessly all by itself, and they just laugh. And they get the motorcycle back, and they push it up onto the blind guys. They put ombre on top. Why do they have to pick on the blind guys? (laughs) Speaking of the blind guys, yeah, ombre is just you guys think shitlit on the chopper that real. Blind, fun-sized people were cast to play the blind guys, or do you think they acted? I thought they were. They, were they had more childlike faces to me. Yeah, and they probably okay. just put. I'm sure those goggles were probably just like painted black or something, so mm-hmm. they could just be blind for scenes mm-hmm. and literally just swing with their what styrofoam or plastic. Well, they kind of remind me of Ewoks because of how like Jesus. Well, they, they so, were serene. Like the goggles and the helmets and everything. Like I was like, they kind of look like fighter pilots almost. <laughs> you know, yeah. like young fighter pilots. They did like old school leather ones. <laughs> this is also the part. It's Brandon's favorite. Um, frames the of the coolest movie. shot the coolest shot of ombre on the motorcycle yeah. from like that so what they do is they pick on the blind people they're yeah i can't even remember what they do they just sneak up and start picking on them um yeah at some point one of them just smacks their ass he just spanks but like them. oh yeah. dude they yeah, have the like motor- good game bro <laughs> they have the motorcycle going to cover the sound of their footsteps i'm guessing and it's they put ombre on the motorcycle and it's a shot of him just chilling with his arms up on the handlebars, it was like slightly down angle. So cool. And it's like the one scene that it's focused on him that he's not laughing into. That's right. So it's just him oh, sitting yeah, there exactly. looking yeah, badass. That's does. him like evil laughing from Which his motorcycle throne. Which is a tough, I mean, that's a, that's a real tough, tough task to make Ombre look cool in any sort of regard, you know, and they pull it off. Like, that's a feat in and of itself. Well, the thing is, is that, like, we had the equation with Hasbula. Yeah. Yeah. And Hasbula looks cool in a lot of his shots. He's always doing He looks like a bad motherfucker. He's always with, like, three 40-year-old men going 90 in the desert. I don't know how he got these connections. He's always got a Glock on him (laughs) (laughs) that's bigger than his whole body. And he's got some weird hat he's always wearing. Well, that's a yarmulke, probably. (laughs) Is it a yam? Okay. I don't know. I feel like sometimes we're wearing a beanie or something. It all looks weird, Venom, because he's like, I know he's a man in a child's body. 
So it all kind of feels weird. Anyway, not important. Sure. Well, after that cool-ass shot, now they're all celebrating again, being pulled by the car because they fucked with the blind guys. And you see, like, that one dead chicken's now flattened and dead. The other one's Uh eating it. And the blind guys stumble upon the dead pig and check it out. And freak out. As they they know how to do. How many times did they mention sh- mention shitting their pants in this movie? <laughs> yeah. Quite a bit. <laughs> it seems like so, common uh, vernacular for everybody him, yeah. was yeah, everybody was talking about like, hey, you're a coward, you're always shitting your pants. Why do you <laughs> shit your pants? And I'm like, look, dude, as that a might grown be- man who shit his pants a couple of times. Me too. <laughs> you know, like Me too. Like I've also like been in a position where I'm like hey like my old lady wants to take me out you know i don't necessarily feel the greatest but you know it's our anniversary or something like that and uh, i'm gonna go with shit in my pants i I let a fart loose that is a rogue fart and it's like just a little bit spritzes the back of my drawers and i'm like hey dude we gotta go now you know like it's a little offensive to me Mm. i was yeah i was gonna say there, the fascination seems to kind of be with like the infantilization of a lot of them, you know, but that might also yeah. offend you too. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, but Brandon has pooped himself as well. So, I uh, yeah, I'm I'm in that club. Couldn't oh, be dude, me. it happens. That, you know, I don't hold it against anybody. So this is not us tall folks. That's right. <laughs> Probably just us short folks because our guts have a lot more squish. It's really (laughs) cool. It takes longer to get down there, so we have time. (laughs) Warning signs. Um, This is the next scene is where, like, the group of them are all, like, hiking the hill in the ravine. They're, like, they heard a noise. They're, like, hiking out. Ombre won't go out with them, but. He's too small. um, He can't make it. Yeah. And the blind guys, after they find the pig, are just swinging their sticks endlessly at nothing. What the fuck is this? And meanwhile, the car just continues to drive in circles. No. You get shots no. of that from no. time to time. And um, the- this is where we learn that uh, the inspector says that the blind guy's eyes were taken out by their parents. Yeah. They're not just blind. They were their maimed. Eyes were they were maimed. And they, by their parents, they were know? eaten. Well, and then there's the implication that those parents the blind eating the blind. are in a separate like jail cell in this institution that we never see. Like those are the worst of the Correct. worst because he's oh, like, really? "Pepe, we'll stick you down there with them. You don't want to." They're actually like bad dudes. And then, yeah, um, and they sit down for dinner outside. Um, they have they have a little group dinner by the driving car. Kind of eat anything. A dinner, I would. Oh yeah, I would argue scene. if it's a dinner like, or they if eat? it's a food fight. <laughs> yeah, you know? I don't think and, they eat anything. Uh, this right. reminds me of my prison days, where Jesus. you know people would sit down and they'd be like, "Oh, we're hungry, but uh, let's fuck with the people next to us." <laughs> people get shit <laughs> yeah. in the joint, and it's like I don't know. No. It reminds me of my rebellion when my parents were away, you know, when I was younger, sure. you know, like I used to drink alcohol just as Hasbula or Hombre, yeah. you know, did when he was totally drinking up that freaking, I don't know, right from the and, bottles. Yeah, wine. right from the bottle of wine. At least that was my perspective on, on the case. And then they were like, hey, Hasbula, like Hombre, smoke a cigar. 
Yeah. You know? And they never like, did that at Montessori. <laughs> no, I had to wait to high school to that. It it definitely seems like, like to your point, Robert, that it a lot of it was like the parents are out of town and or maybe out of town for good. And this is just like what the kids are left to, which makes it the surrealism even weirder because they are adults, but they kind of look like kids. You know, and they acted like kids the a whole lot of time, them. the yeah. whole movie. You know, like it was like, what is going on? Like, not only are their bodies underdeveloped, but are their minds also? For sure, you know? totally. Like, well, as this group dinner goes on, where they just kind of throw everyone out, everyone really wants the car, or this one guy really wants the car to run all over the dishes. While everyone's throwing dishes and food at the car. And Pepe is just sitting inside in a chair, tied up, just laughing maniacally away. Well, and then, and what uh, does he spit um, out exactly? I thought I it was a know. key. I but thought it, wasn't. it was a piece of glass or I like thought. a piece of plate or something. He spit something out. I thought maybe it was he was like a chewing razor. on something and he spit out a piece of something. But my note on 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 Pepe was, damn! Did this actor have the most cush role <laughs> yeah, of the just whole movie? chilling in the chair. Laughing. All he did, oh. he didn't have a line. He just sat there in the chair the whole time, spit something out of his mouth, and laughed. But he weirdly I had remember. a lot of gravity like, loss too, though. He did. A lot of the movie revolved around him, and so it was like. Yeah. Is this weight necessarily something to do with Pepe or is it yeah. um the rest of the institutionalized group of little people um sure. that were trying to free one of their own speaking on yeah. you know the Don not being necessarily one of their own even though he was you know an outsider even but he was he an outsider like them. Yeah. yeah exactly i didn't see him spitting anything. i thought he was like eating a raisin in that scene i didn't see him spit anything out i know what you're talking about now yeah he did spit some i thought it was like a key at something but it never came really never circled around to being important or anything and and was he tied up with a ball of yarn i mean <laughs> the twine was very small you he know, wasn't trying like, very hard to get out. I know he's a little person. He was not. But like it got the um, job done either way. <laughs> and and you think of the inspector or the Don, you know, trying to tie up Pepe. Yeah. And it's like, you guys are the same size, you know? Are you really gonna overpower Pepe? <laughs> not like intimidating that? in any way. Yeah. Well, this kinda sparks the end like ceremony, should I say, where they they take that flattened chicken, they light it on fire on a stick, and they burn, like, all of the flowers that have bloomed in the area. Smokes, the courtyard starts to come sm- covered in smoke. A lot of smoke. A lot of cool smoke. The car smoke. continues to drive in circles as they force two chickens to fight each other in a cockfight. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty brutal to see. That, that kind of hit home for me. You know? That was I'm real. From, I'm from down south, so yeah. uh, a lot of cockfighting down there. I've lost money on that shit. <laughs> Interesting. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of tough um, to don't see. Don't cancel us for that, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. And, uh, like, I have, like, uncles and stuff who have ostensibly been into it, but it's. There's, like, a. I don't know. It, may, it might be different in a different setting, but this was, like, like deeply disturbing to see this version of cockfighting where i know it like other times it can be like entertaining and like you know what i mean 
I don't know, as like a, I guess a cockfighter. I think it was more of, um, more of a survival type thing, you know, yeah. where like you're not, you're not doing it because for entertainment or something like that, but you're doing it because, well, you, you reference back to them all fighting over a mouse and then yeah. one not having a foot. I mean, they're like yeah. eating yeah. at each other. Foot. They're, you know, they probably exactly. don't have any food. You know, like one dies and one's trying to eat its feathers just to have a full stomach. Yeah. You know, like it's, like, it's, it's, oh, it's tough man, to watch, like, which is it was definitely a darker part of the movie to me and then you get into i don't know what um, to make of the the monkey the funeral yeah yeah it gets even darker the monkey being crucified like yeah what's going on at the end of this movie to where yeah you're like uh, werner you know like we support you we know you're a wild boy (laughs) you know like Machine so, Gun Kelly type wild boy. Probably. I'm a wild boy. You know? yeah. like the, the monkey was with... Uh, the blind boys. The blind two. Yeah. He was like a pet of theirs. But they tied it up on the cross through all the smoke yeah. and whatnot. And Seth looked over at me and he was like, is that the monkey? And I was like, I think it is. And <laughs> and thankfully it was alive, but still was, like not like, great because it, it was like being tortured. To this, yeah. it, was, it was not crucified. It was tied yeah, up. It was, well, it was tied up and like its legs were say. loose, but its middle section was tied up and the arms were tied up. So like there was no was way crazy. he was getting out. It's No. You know. I mean, I, I didn't know it was the monkey until they like kind of closed up on it. I thought it was just a cross. And then I was like, oh my God, what? I thought the same thing. Is, I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, they're just like doing this thing. And it's and then especially once the camel came along and they were making fun of the camel. Yeah, the praying. camel and the monkey. And You know, I was like, oh, they've got to have something to do with like Christianity and like making fun of Christianity. And, for sure. And it's something about maybe animals. I don't know, maybe just me, but it's that stuff is like so much more affecting than all the human stuff. You know, like seeing a monkey tied up is like a thousand times more impactful and disturbing than seeing a human tied up for whatever reason, you know? Maybe because it's against their own will, like as an actor, they're choosing to do it. I mean, but yeah, like, just in general too. But at yeah. the same there's time, there's no like, point a monkey also, would be tied up by another also monkey. Also like that's, when yeah, you think of humans, of generally you think humans have the wherewithal to understand what they're doing. Yeah, and their wrongs and rights in the world, even though I know a lot of people in the world are sociopaths or psychotic and they don't understand, you know, what's going on or what the real world is like, where when you think of animals, like no animal that yeah, you the think expression of, of the human. Exactly, you know, it's is going innocence. to Yeah, the innocence of it. Yeah the immigrant it's 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 i mean that's a tough it's that was like the toughest image i think for me to see in the whole movie which is like it's it's not even like necessarily crazy abusive it's just it's both disturbing and surreal and as that continues they start to throw rocks and like chickens through the window of yeah the head like whatever the building and the, and the inspector is in. like grabbing the chickens by the wings and like, like smashing them all and throwing He's them around. Kind of killing yeah, a couple I'm of like, them. Dude. <laughs> yeah, I was like, there's no way that like at least a few chickens that like didn't uh, die during the and film the crew of this movie. Gravitates from animal harm to human because they're like, hey, we're gonna we kill Chicklet. We're gonna kill Chicklet, this blind guy here. We're gonna fucking hang him. And they said they killed the other one too already. 
Yeah, they're like, uh, you what was the his door? name? As uh, it was name was Azukar or Azukar. Azukar. But I don't know if they were talking about the pig or the other blind kid. I thought it was the other blind kid. That I think by be. the end that was the conclusion is, I'd come is, to as well. Is but not I didn't a chiclet. Is it not also a small candy that yeah. you can a little, gum. A little sugar yeah. that a gum chiclet. in Spanish? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, ombre is like dude in Spanish. Pepe is Spanish. There's a lot of Spanish. Azucar is sugar. Yeah. I hmm. thought that was sucre. That's like a I think nutrient both. term. Yeah. Well, yeah, they they move towards harming humans. They're like, open the door, or Chicklet's gone, we're gonna hang him. Yeah. And um, the inspector threatens back to hurt Pepe, so they go to, bur- to prepare to burn the whole building down, and they put that car into reverse, drive it into a giant hole, and it explodes... And the inspector's like, you know what? Cool this shot. This is too much. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah, he's gone. Makes dude. a run for it. And he passes this... Ombre. Well, yeah, he does pass Ombre. Go ahead, sorry. As he stands looking at a camel. Ombre's smoker cough really had me thrown off. I don't know if it was, like, because he smoked cigars or because his deep, th- yeah. like, throat laughter... But the whole time he's like, it's <laughs> sickening, yeah, and you know, and you're like, you're like, dude, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and a lot the, of phlegm, and you have, I mean, I had anyways some semblance of sympathy for Ombre in this, in that he was like the smallest of them and being picked on by the rest of them. But even sure. here at the end, okay. when he's laughing yeah, yeah. at the camel, I'm just like, this is where I'm just like, he turned even worse. I'm like, this is the most evil creature in the entire universe. Like flay him immediately. It's like a reverse Yoda, you know, like an anti Yoda. (laughs) He's the least wise being I've ever seen. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So he just stands laughing at this camel kneeling as is like praying. Well, dromedary. Well, I thought the camel was like, and this is stuff that I brought up. I was like, what if the camel is actually laughing at him? You know, the camel's Hmm. kneeling, like acting like he's small. Ooh. And he's like, oh, look at me. It, I'm fucking, <laughs> it, I'm small like you are. You know? That is an interesting view of it. It it did seem like he was like very belabored. I don't know what was going on exactly. With, yeah, he, the, he the difference in his up. back legs with like yeah. going down and then coming up. And I think it probably had a lot to do with the animal caretaking for the movie and yeah. you know trying it's, to get animals to act like you wanted them to act it was the, seemed like it was hobbled in some way yeah 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 which which sucks to see and so while all this happens is ombre laughs at the camel the inspector gets out of there and stumbles across this tree <laughs> and he's like fucking put your hand down Oh yeah. Yeah. What is I'm this? like, what is going on? He's Quit like, pointing at me, tree. Yeah. I can last longer than you can. <laughs> like it's you're like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, it's it's tough to make out of it. Yeah, he confuses this tree for this guy pointing at him and he that he's like content to have this pointing contest for, for until one of them drops. Best the He's tree. like, My arms are little. I can hold them up longer <laughs> that than was funny, you can. yeah. And the movie just kind of ends with Ombre laughing and laughing at the camel as it slowly closes in on him. And I guess that's the end of Even Dwarves Started Small? I don't know. Maybe?
Yeah, so it is the end. Of the I thought it was seeing the end, and then there was no that big title card so that says far, "the end" with a question mark. At the yeah, end of seeing it. as did there's it? no sequel so far, I yeah, don't did think you see that? that they're gonna no, have the end question mark. It faded to black, and it said "the end question." Oh, mark? what a so oh, I didn't what see that. I didn't see that either. I must have missed that. Yeah, Google it. Long-awaited. Uh, even doors started small too. Electric boogaloo. <laughs> Electric boogaloo. <laughs> Um, should we so pause here, Brandon? The movie. I yes. think so. I think it's a good stopping point. Okay. It'll give us plenty of time. I would say probably three max, but these are also like from the movie, but also from you guys. You've got three? Yeah, I think so. I have nine. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I may have I may probably have... are any of them self quotes, Brandon. Uh, one of them, of course. <laughs> it's his thing now. I love it. I'm just he a stopped guy. quoting me and started quoting himself, and I'm so well, sad. Well, I've got about quotes it. from you and Rob, too. I feel I, I think feel I have fine. seven. Oh, you quotes. have quotes from me? I quote everything. <laughs> he does. I love it. I have 11. One of them is one of them's from Caesar, and it's just a bark. <laughs> you have 11? I have 11, yeah. Shit. How many you got, Lucas? Nice. I have seven. Rob, since you're new, do you want to do all of your quotes, get them off, and then we'll split yeah, ours? Yeah, I'll get mine out of the way pretty quick. Um, I'm not exactly sure who quoted this, but it was in the movie. Um, and it was one of my favorite ones. Uh, you're always shitting your pants, you coward. Damn it, that was one of mine. <laughs> um, I had that too, I think. And I it kind of reminds me of myself. You know, we had already talked about shitting our pants. Yeah. So, uh, I also have, I don't want to be married. Um, Ooh. which is a good one, you know. <laughs> is that I'm something engaged. you resonated with? I'm engaged yeah. right now um, oh, to be married. And, Congratulations. Uh, I appreciate that. We've been engaged for about a year now. Uh-huh. We're in no rush to get everything, you know, finalized. Um, but in that's, the same that's, breath... That's the way I'm... That's smart. Yeah, in the same breath, it's like, you know, I, I recall the days when I was young and bouncing around, you know, cooties from... and the like. Yeah, exactly. Sure. And it's like I know uh, them well. I don't I don't know if I ever <laughs> want to do this, you know, like commit myself to somebody <laughs> so fully. Um now that I'm in a relationship that is a little more healthy than all of those relationships, <laughs> I would say my views have changed a little bit, but I resonate with that quote for sure. Gotcha. Sure. 
Shout out Kylie. Maybe one, uh, yeah, one day Hombre out. will get there too. Yeah, Hombre, hopefully. Um, Marriage I, is on the way. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was definitely on the way, only if they would have consummated, right? Yeah. Oh, if only. Um, another quote I have is, uh, this is by Seth. Pop They're off. hijacking a car. Well, lowjacking. <laughs> Damn yeah. it, that was one of mine. I left a little uh, too hard on myself you know, on that you one. You get it because they're all low. You know, they're all small. That's great. Um, I hit this one, and this is um, she wasn't in here for too long, but this definitely resonated with me. It had nothing to do with the movie. Marina was in here, and she mm-hmm. said, "I can't beat a children's game." Oh, with yeah. a question mark and an exclamation point at the end of that question. She Wait, was, what was it? She was playing Paper I Mario. Can't like, I can't beat a children's, children's game. game. <laughs> Paper Mario, that's right. Um, this is how I feel every time I play any video game ever. <laughs> I'm like, seriously, what the fuck is going on? Like, I just got killed by a necromancer in the bottom of a fucking... <laughs> I know, and I'm playing Call of Duty in Skyrim, you know, like, and I'm like, why am I playing this game? Call of Duty now, (laughs) or yeah, some fucking ten year old in Call of Duty, the new Modern Warfare. It's funny because like trashed on the games that Marina and I play are like classic guy and girl. Like, like Seth and I are playing Champions of Norath on the PS2, which is like an old like kind (laughs) of RPG like. Yeah. Diablo kind of S game. Little dungeon and crawler. She'll be on her iPad playing good pizza, great pizza. <laughs> I mean, she was playing what? Like Paper Mario? Yeah. That, to be <laughs> but, fair, that but Paper Mario is But the sentiment is the same through any game that I yeah. ever play. I'm like, why the fuck <laughs> am I playing this game? That's funny. <laughs> um, I got. Uh, this, is what, this was one of my own quotes. No. He quoted himself too? <laughs> No animals were harmed in the making of this film. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because, see, after the the chickens getting so fucked up by the Don and, uh, you know, chicken eating chicken world, uh, Mm -hmm. it was, it was, it was kind of fucked up, you know, on my part with the whole animal cruelty (laughs) thing. But other than that, I really enjoyed the movie, you know. You know, I don't. I don't yeah. have too many other quotes other than that. I, it's a very handsome movie. So that's my <laughs> that's my three or four that I've got. Lucas, you want to do half? Right. Sure. I think uh, Robert took one of mine. Um, good on him. So I have three. I'll do three. Um, this is when they brought out the the bugs. The I think it was Ombre goes. Oh look, the whole procession is here. The beetle mob. <laughs> For the box of dead bugs, and then when they when they pull it out, pull out a specific uh, mosquito, he goes, "Good lord, it's lovely." Loved those things. Really, yeah. <laughs> um, and then immediately after, another quote of mine from they had a beetle who was stuck on a pin, of course, and I think it was Ombre. He he goes, "Does it know what heaven is?" <laughs> Which just makes me yeah. laugh. There goes one of mine. <laughs> um, and then here's a pretty profound quote. I think um, I don't remember who said it, but it was in regards to the beha- their behavior. They said, "When we behave, nobody cares, but when we are bad, nobody forgets." It was Ombre. That's uh, Seth, mm. one Seth and I both have. Yeah, 
Dang. Yeah, that's a pretty... That could have been a good tagline for it. Honestly. Yeah, it was really good. Okay. I'm trying to see if there are any non-Seth Robber me quotes here <laughs> left. Because I had multiple taken. You're always shitting your pants. Ah! <laughs> uh, this is when they're trying to consummate the marriage, and he goes... Or she goes... Why don't you put more magazines down? He's like, I already have a lot of papers down here. I'm up so high. <laughs> he had like three of them on the ground. Right? And he wasn't using them as like a step stool. He was using them as like a running ramp. As a spring yeah, yeah. And then he jumped exactly. over them on his way. He never like touched them. Like it was them. a diving board almost. He's, He's so like funny. vaulting. Is he, the, is he the protagonist? I think he was the main character. Yeah. Yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah. I, he'd be the closest, a, I guess. I don't know if protagonist is the right word. Him or D.B. Right, Cooper's yeah. bones. D.B. Cooper's bones <laughs> were son protagonist. This, <laughs> uh, this next one that I have is... It's nonsense. So that's what our pig of an instructor looks like. Two little dots and a nice necklace. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Referring Shit. to her nipples. Oh, yeah. He was saying that's what he's into, I think. Did you say what he looks like? Did I mishear you? Yeah, that's what he was like describing the, the porno like. lady. Yeah, he's saying that's what no, he looks like. No, you're talking about the porno lady. Like. Yeah. That's the thing he's into is two dots and a necklace. He's a he's a real weirdo. He doesn't look like that. He's a he's a he's into the classics. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And Little then, person she had a bush for sure. This is at the bug bridal party again. She's looking at all the bugs and whatnot, and she pulls out a spider, and she's like, oh, it's got eight legs, and they're like, she's like, that means I'll have to knit eight sleeves for it. And she, one of the guys <laughs> is like, funny. if we pull off two legs, that'll leave only six, and the other guy's like, yeah, we'll rip the ass open. <laughs> <laughs> He's excited about that. And... I thought that was going to get bad for the bug party, but it <laughs> stayed pretty calm. I guess that's where I'm going to be for the moment. There was, I wanted to it's not my quote, but another quote to add kind of towards the end of that. One person in the background screamed, I know for a fact spiders only have six legs. Yeah. And instead of correcting her, she was like, well, mine's got eight. <laughs> and they like counted out. Well, I have one more that I, I kind of left out more. here. Um, it was oh, kind of towards the beginning when everybody was wanting into the house. Um, somebody said, we want into the whorehouse. <laughs> <laughs> don't and we I all. said I was the <laughs> same way at that size. Yeah. <laughs> I was too small to get into the whorehouse. Is that half yours? A few might have been taken. I'm gonna start with five and then whatever I end up with. Because my first quote is from Brandon saying he's the star as soon as Ombre pops up and is laughing <laughs> is right in a single frame. <laughs> he's the star. Uh this is I don't did we I don't know if we said this one already. We might have during the scene, but She's in the bed and Ombre's trying to get up there and she says, Come on, try and get up and I just thought it was funny. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah, kind of a I, I just get that, that now. Wow. <laughs> what um, a genius you and Herzog are. Fuck. Well that's uh, good. Herzog for sure. Um this one's actually from Brandon as well. It's it's the we're watching the two blind kids play with each other. And mm -hmm. there's a monkey running around. I was like, Is that a monkey? And Brandon goes, they're called little people. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that I said that. Horrible thing to say to me. <laughs> Horrendous. Uh, after they find the porn, Ombre's looking at it and he goes, yeah, 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 lovely face. Like four or five times in a row. <laughs> lovely face, lovely face, lovely face. 
Uh, That's what I, I mean. Like he was like infantilized. Like he was a man, but he didn't know what sex was. But he right, was also like yeah. not really a man. He, but he also right like knew what to scenes, look at. Though, at the very end, he goes lovely tits like under his breath and over here. So like not entirely infanticized. Uh, yeah, you're right. Which one is the killing of infants? A fantas infanticide. I think, but infanticization. Yeah. Yeah. Infantilization are <laughs> synonyms, I think. <laughs> Sorry. Um, last one for now. Oh, I forget which bug this was. It was also during the bug thing because you took a lot the, of bug quotes. You took the doesn't yeah. know what heaven was, but he's he's trying to cause trouble. That bad bug, like he's got a needle through him. He's dead. He's wearing like a plaid shirt. He's yeah. not doing anything. <laughs> He's up to something. It's yeah, so funny. I forget which one it was. It might have been the one in the top hat, like the groomsman, the best man. Yeah, best man. The fuck the bride. <laughs> That's the no good he was up to. Trying oh, to fuck goodness. the bug bride. Alright, Lucas, That's you can good. finish this off. Alright. This is when they started burning all the tr- all the flowers and trees. <laughs> which is a funny quote. One of them goes, Oh, they're in full bloom now as <laughs> they're on fire, which is pretty funny. <laughs> they weren't in full bloom. Um, yeah. Even to begin with, yeah. <laughs> I might have taken that one too. Damn. This one is from the very beginning. Um Ombre it turned out when he's being interrogated, he goes, My ears are ringing, someone is thinking of me. Sort of sets off his whole flashback of events. Yeah. Okay. And then it looks like what this is my last quote here. Um, it's the instructor. He's yelling down to the mob as they're like trying to set his compound on fire. He goes, Teresa, be reasonable. You're the most sensible one. And, yeah. And they all go. Boo. And then everybody laughed at her. Yeah. Boo. Everybody was like, <laughs> you know, it's Sorry. like, damn, dude. Why I is everybody ragging on Teresa? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of had that one in mind too. Uh, mine said, "Why is everybody Teresa be hate reasonable. Teresa? <laughs> <laughs> Teresa, Teresa, listen, listen Teresa." <laughs> um, Brandon, kick it to you. <clears throat> my last quotes kick are it. Seth and Rob quotes. Let's go. The first one is from Seth as the music plays, and Seth just goes, "This reminds me of your la 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 bullshit." I, yep. <laughs> so I go, "La oh, la." Oh, Lucas is la. dead. There he is, my boy. Um. Oh no, he's half dead. This is from Robert, and he goes, "I think the one without a shoe is way ahead of her time. She's out here wearing a tracksuit." Yeah, she did have the Adidas tracksuit going yeah. on, like when everybody else was wearing overalls and collared shirts, <laughs> whatever Ombre had on. And this last one is an exchange between me and Seth. It's the very beginning. The title card shows, and then it says it in German, and I said it out loud, and Seth goes, I forgot that you knew a little German, and I go, yeah, well that means even dwarfs started small. (laughs) (laughs) I had a funny German one, instead of starring in German, it's just de-starring, which is funny. (laughs) De-starring? Yeah, they're funny, they have a funny language, they just mash them all up. It's hilarious. Yeah. Uh... Seth, it's all you. Dirty throw by Patrick Mahomes. Oh, did he get it into Kelsey or what? Yep. Oh, he got it in. All right, oh, um, he's definitely getting it in all night. This is when Dadon is talking to Pepe. Dadon. 
Ooh. Uh, it's kind of towards the end. He says, "Why did you let yourself be captured? Ooh, like it's it's his thing. fault. This whole revolt is even happening because <laughs> he let himself be tied up by yarn." <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was my question. Like, he had one thing of string going over him the whole time. It was Maybe like, he did let himself get captured. He was like, yeah, capture me, daddy. Kinda, <laughs> he seemed like he knew every, what was going on. Yeah, he was and laughing that with, was like, going a to knowing unfold. sense. Like, maniacally, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, this one Maybe he was again... their leader and, sorry, maybe he was their leader and, like, without him... The structure just completely falls away, and he knew that would happen. That's screeching, but go ahead. Sorry. Huh. Interesting point, though. I I don't know how I hadn't thought about that. I kind I just thought of all of them as equals, and it was just whoever got captured, they were going to try to save anyway. Oh, they, but it, yeah, it's they interesting because like, I kind of think this is like a very hierarchical movie. You know, when they're all have like the same sort of physical disadvantages i think there are a lot of hierarchies being played with yeah yeah when you when you take into account especially like the dwarves minus or like on top of the dwarves with another disability on top of that with the blindness and stuff like with that the blindness and, they, and an instructor they yeah and then the instructor who had a position of authority but was in the same position you know like physically yeah yeah, it, a, it's interesting. It's a lot. Go, yeah, sorry, Seth. I interrupted you big time. No, you're good. I'm. I, I just. I was thinking for a second. Yeah, fuck you, Seth. That's fair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is back to when they're on the bed. I. I thought. I thought it was really funny, and I needed to write it down later on. But, um, he he he'd stacked like six magazines on the floor. Could not get up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes, "The magazine won't work." And she goes, "Well, let's try looking at it." <laughs> So they start looking at porn <laughs> <Yeah>. instead. <laughs> That's really good. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Let's pour gasoline on the flowers. They're in full bloom. We did that kind of. <laughs> uh, we touched on it at least. I just really yeah, like that quote. Good. Um. Oh, this one's from Ombre. He's look how pious the camel is. He won't even get off his knees. Yep. Which yeah. can either be yeah. interpreted really funny or really deeply, however much you care, I guess. Uh, and, and that was like our our last sort of dialogue too, wasn't it? Wasn't that mm-hmm. what we were left yeah. with? It was like the yeah. very end. And it was a dromedary, not a camel. It only had one hump. You're oh. so fixated. I didn't know. I don't know what a dromedary is. I said dromedary earlier. And I thought a dromedary was, was like a drama it's uh, what happens documentary. When <laughs> drama and a comedy. Yeah. No. Documentary. Usually when I say something cool, good night, Marina. Good night. Good night, Marina. So, when I say something cool, love you. Usually, Lucas <laughs> is like, "Oh, good work good for work. knowing that." Seth. Like, thanks for teaching me something. But this time, he didn't say anything, so I was like, "He doesn't know what the dromedary is." <laughs> I got to bring that up again later. So I did. Yeah, I'm glad you did. For yeah, or so dromedary and camel are like both the same species, and a camel has two humps. Is that, that then? That's like the same thing. Yeah. Okay, it's like you know, there's like a bunch of dogs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Is that your yeah, last I'm quote? picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> no, yeah. my the, the camel, the pious thing, not the dramatic yeah. thing. That I just brought up out of spite for myself, I guess. All right, we're getting hmm. into the ratings. <coughs> Bless you. Excuse me. Excuse me. Robert, you know Rotten Tomatoes. You I do know Rotten Tomatoes. Too. I guess I do. Critic yeah. score. So that just I, I think Lucas. I've also I've seen. I, is it a hundred percent? 
Yeah. It's 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah I did like, see yeah, that. I it was like, as soon as he came in through the door, he was like, man, this movie, I haven't seen it, but I heard there's 100% around it. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, I was <laughs> like, oh, I didn't know that was yeah, supposed I definitely to heard be that. Uh, part of the... Lucas uh, heard it from all points. <laughs> he heard it from who? Lucas was like, somebody just say the score is 100%. My ears are burning. Are they cheating over there? Away? Yeah, they. I, someone's thinking of me. It had to have been one review, eight reviews I'm looking at just now, I see. Uh, which I guess I just saw the audience score just now because I wanted to see that. So there I, there oh, I go you're again. definitely cheating. Do you guys know the audience? I don't know the audience. I don't know the audience. All right, you two get to guess. <laughs> 88 percent 62 percent interesting is it right they split it robert is closer it's a 76 they split it right that's right in the middle no 88 is closer 75 oh i thought yeah 74 is right in the middle so that's done good job there's no meta score there's no score (laughs) all we've got left is an audience score out of 10 oh that's the one Oh what an uh, onion score? No, he knew tomato critics. Yeah, all I knew was hundred tomatoes. I thought you knew one more. Okay, maybe I don't know the score of this next one. And so I don't know audience, this one either. Okay. Audience out of ten on IMDb, eight point five. I think that would place it at like the highest rated, one of the highest rated top fifty, which it might be. I, I'm gonna say a seventy. I bob. know. What I read was that it was the top Werner Herzog film from his time. And I know he was a prolific filmmaker in the times. Yeah. So you got to have your finger on the pulse of the people, though. Lucas, did you say 7.0? No, he said 70. I said 70, Bob. So 7.0. 8.5. Seth? I've got somebody else saying Bob besides me. I happy. feel like every time he said Seth? Bob, I was like, I feel like he's talking <laughs> to me 2. because Robert. <laughs> oh <Bob>. yeah, <laughs> I, that, I'm not talking oh, to no, you. We what he, Price is Right rules. The possible permutations oh, okay. <laughs> of your name. You're right. We've That's got 6.2, 7.0, It's a 6.8. Lucas is our winner. Oh fuck! One for fuck. one, and then I get to 7.0, which means I think Robert's the winner. Well, he got. Well, Seth got box office. I did. You got audience score, and then you got it. So you all tied. Oh, we're so all split, So you can split a uh, Toyota three ways. I can't. You owe two and two, two and a half cards. Subarus, and a third of a Toyota. I don't. Two are we rating this? Half a give Honda me, give and a third me, of a Toyota. Tell me what we're talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, if you lose, you owe the listeners a car. Okay. Yeah. So we have to. Well, each hey, listeners. Um, I'm trying to buy my own car. So, <laughs> so that's perfect. Uh, you guys can have his when he's got it. Yeah, <laughs> I have. Go. I've got a new uh Ford. It's not new. It's old. An, an old Ford Ranger coming in. Um, I'm trying to sell a car, actually. Perfect. So, listeners, listen up. Hit, Hit me up. up at 406-647-9269. What are you doing? And if you got a good offer, I've got three different vehicles on the market <laughs> right now. 
Selling so, a car live. <laughs> Robert, what are you giving this movie? Don't, uh, don't I'm giving this movie an 8.5 <laughs> out of 10. Um, because 8.5, you said? 8.5 okay. out of 10. Um, I think they played really nicely on... Uh, <laughs> The size and and the microcosms <laughs> of the movie, <laughs> because um, they also didn't persecute and they didn't offend, in my perspective, to the size of the people in the movie. But they also gave them a platform to uh, show themselves, just like exist, really. Yeah, in a way that uh the world would be accepting i know it was supposed to be a dramedy you know a comedy a comedy drama you know (laughs) yeah um supposed to be a camel (laughs) i think that uh i would say hombre probably should not have been the main protagonist in the story or the (laughs) main character in the story because he stole a lot of lines from everybody else um, he only repeated people. Yeah, he kind of stood back. So I would, I would give credit mostly to Werner. <laughs> Werner probably deserves uh, some credit. Yeah, yeah, Werner What's... deserves a little bit of credit <laughs> because um, he gave these people a platform. <laughs> and uh, I think for next Halloween, I will probably go as Ombre. <laughs> That'll be a great outfit. <laughs> I'm five eight, so it's okay. Just get a slicking hair, but. Oh my god. <sighs> Lucas, were you going to ask why Seth was crying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's because he said it was a dramedy. A dramedary. It's a dramedary. Brandon was shaking his head at me and he goes, it's supposed to be a camel. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> this movie was a camel. <laughs> we fucked it up somewhere along the way. My face is so damn red, man. This movie identifies as a camel. It was supposed to non-binary. Be uh, One or two humps. Two humps way up. Um, I'm sorry, Lucas. No, if uh, I got a little out of hand, I had a little too much to drink. No, you're they're perfectly fine. I, feel I love like your insights. Compared I was, to everybody else here, Seth, was, we've all been there except Lucas. I was just gonna say I will even go next, Brandon, because I was gonna echo a lot of Robert's points that I think. This could have been a lot more mean spirited towards them than it actually was, and I think by showing totally like the whole breadth Definitely. of it, like the humanity and the sort of weird sickness as well, that that's even like more humanizing in a way because you're not just putting them either like on a pedestal or like, making them a caricature. Caricature, you're kind of giving them the whole spectrum. I think this is a a very gripping movie for everything else that it that it has inside of it you know I, a lot of the images i think to herzog's credit really jumped out and stood with me and in a way that like a lot of modern movies just really don't so i'm gonna give it pretty similar score to robert i'm giving it an 8.3 on the lasagna scale nice yeah seth lasagna oh we're going lasagna scale yeah does that change your score <laughs> yeah it kind of does 8.6 um, I think I'm gonna go a little bit lower. I'm not a very huge red sauce fan. Oh, that's fair. Um, because it, I I get very deep with um 
acid reflux. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go ahead and give it an 8.3 and 8.2, you know, right around that area. Okay. So 8.5, you know, on a that's on a viewership scale, fair. you know, but if we're going lasagnas, I'm going to give it an 8.2. The most objective um, scale. As long as, you know, there's a little bit of spice in there. I know I'm a, I have <laughs> acid course. reflux and stuff like we'll that. Season that. But as long as I throw in, you know, some, uh. You know, a little bit of Pepto or something like that. You know, we'll be in the right. lasagna. Yeah, actually. well, not in the lasagna, Ooh. but afterward. <laughs> uh, I think for me on the lasagna scale, I'm gonna go nine. Wow. Damn, Flat you really nine. liked it, huh? I I just had a great time watching this, and I got to feel like, you know, pseudo philosophical again for yes. almost two hours. So. Yeah, and I, uh, you just felt really big the I, whole movie. I, I felt huge, <laughs> and I do agree with a lot of the points you guys made. Where it was just a thing that was going on that they were dwarves. It really didn't matter at all, besides like the physical aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Besides that, they were just like people living their wildly insane lives. <laughs> dwarves or otherwise, it's it was funny. awesome. It's, I love surrealism, dude. You and I have talked about that. Yeah. That's a nine for me That's for sure. True. Very subjectively oh, nice. on my part, but. When you said that, it reminded me of The Shining, when we're like, the really tall woman stepped out of the tub, and you're like, I thought she was normal height. And then they were like, oh yeah, Luke, Seth's notes is a normal-sized woman steps out of the tub, and then you're like, when we watch Even Dwarves Start Small, Brandon's notes are just going to be a normal-sized person yeah. starts a riot. Yeah. Did I say that? One of us did, yeah. What about uh, you, Brandon? That leaves me. And I am the lowest of all of us, actually. I'm giving it a 7-2. 7.2? I still think there's... On the lasagna yeah. scale? On the lasagna scale. Okay. Damn. I think that there's a lot to take away from this film. There's a lot of social commentary allegories and whatnot. And a lot of... I, w- I was going to say subliminal, but it's pretty on-the-nose, poignant yeah. like discrimination topics. Tongue-in-cheek. But I think that it misses a lot of substance in some areas where you're just trying to dig out metaphors and symbolism in itself. Where you're pulling meaning from your own, like, personal... I like a meaty lasagna. Yeah, yeah. I need some ricotta in there. Yeah, I do like ricotta. Ooh, ricotta. So, that's what we got. Do we want to hear a couple reviews before we finish? I would love to. I would love to hear a couple of reviews. Oh, shit, two loves. Oh, Jesus. No, Me and Lucas are on the same page. (laughs) Well, first one is by Returner. Plankton Rules. This guy. July 2017. No critics. No critics. They wouldn't touch this. Really? They couldn't couldn't find find enough. (laughs) Mm. Lots so of German these are, ones? So these are viewer reviews. These are user okay. reviews, yeah. Okay. Uh, Plankton Rule says, Even Dwarves Started Small is a heavy-handed allegory about freedom. Starting during the opening credits, Werner Herzog shows a chicken pecking at a dead chicken. And throughout the movie, you see chickens playing with dead mice and other such nonsense symbolism to give the audience an idea where the rest of the film is going. As for the main story, it's confusing and tough going. A bunch of tiny people have taken over some sort of sanitarium. And through the course of the film, it goes from fun and games to ultimately chaos and mayhem. All this is accompanied by the most god-awful music I've ever heard in ages and the incessant creepy giggling of the actors. 
While many see this as a brilliant allegory, I just saw it as a self-indulgent and annoying. And watching these small people prancing about for what seemed like an eternity is not my idea of a good film. By the way, I am not anti-Herzog. He's done some amazing films, but this one is, to me, a huge disappointment. Two out of ten. So, I kind of had that in my notes. What's up with all the cock cuts? It kind of seems like a bar mitzvah. Hey, good note. Good joke. <laughs> you know? Five you comedy like, points. You sitting on that one for a little while? I have been sitting on that one for a little while. <laughs> little while. They they cut to the, the chickens and the hens quite a bit, and they reference them a lot in the movie. Um, so I would have to kind of agree with the review that they put down. Who was that again? At least Plankton um, Rules. Plankton uh, Rules. Yeah. So I would have to give some credit to Plankton Rules, but I think they're probably a film student. Mm. My legs. So as a normal viewer. Just a guy? Yeah, just a random dude, you know? Like, I'm not a huge movie. Like, I watch movies, but I'm not a huge movie buff. Um, but seeing this as my first black and white film in a different language, <laughs> you know, I was expecting a lot more, uh, bore and a lot more mm-hmm. and a lot know. less cock. Exactly. A lot less cock. It was very explicit in that nature. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think they kind of held some reservations probably as a film student. <laughs> I At least that. in my views from their review, <laughs> you know? Sure. I think they had something to prove with um, their takeaways. Could you imagine if he heard the little bluebird right now? Oh my god, I hope she doesn't have one. She does not. Thank goodness. Next up is returner Leaf Wine Dalaka. Mm. Uh, writer of The Office. No. About the F. <laughs> uh, on April 20th, 2016, they say... A typically thought-provoking movie from German art house director Werner Herzog. This is one of his earliest productions, and it shows in the black-and-white photography and a single-location shooting. But nonetheless, it turns out to be just as well put together as the later, bigger movies in the director's resume. It's a difficult film to divine too much, but as a work of visual style, it's certainly electrifying. Herzog captures memorable image after memorable image, and that haunting laugh by Helmut Doring stays in your memory long after. The only reason I can't rate this film higher is that I'm no fan of animal cruelty, and there's a lot of it here, so much that it becomes impossible to ignore towards the end. But that last scene is almost as memorably kooky as Strozex, 6 out of 10. So Hel- Another Herzog film. Hel- oh, okay. Helmut was Hombre, Hombre. Yeah. which okay. is the top-billed person. Yeah. So okay. he is the main character. My king. The god. Interesting. Next is a one-time returner, Coventry. September 8, 2005. A long time ago, they said, I'm almost ashamed to say it, but this film truly terrified me. <laughs> yeah. Usually speaking, this is like one of the best compliments can ever a movie can ever receive. But I'm afraid that in the case of Even Dwarfs Started Small... This feeling is very misplaced. Werner Herzog's minor masterpiece is intended as an allegoric social portrait. Hence, I'm not very proud to admit that it haunted me all night long. As wrong and unsympathetic as it may come across, 
These little people look naturally eerie, and their appearances made an impression on me that was even stronger than the mesmerizing story. This definitely was one of the toughest reviews I ever wrote, simply because this is the multilateral classic, and I regretfully can't get past my personal fear of small shapes. What would you call that? Heightsist? (laughs) Tripophobia. No, you wouldn't call it tripophobia. Shut up. (laughs) No, it's... People that are afraid of small people? It's... I think I have a I have a midget friend that I that I spent time with. He doesn't have a problem with the term, you know, the M word. Yes, sir. Um, uh, yes, sir. No, yes, sure. And uh, oh, yeah, I, sure. I'm still in contact with him to this day. You know, and uh, he's not very um angry at the world or anything in that in that sense so i would say why would anybody else who's not in that position be angry about something that they're not bold they must be democrat (laughs) (laughs) sorry three more rodrigo amaro november 11 2013 they say don't yeah. say <laughs> he says, here's an honorable director going extremely bad with something painfully terrible, and it's the first time that I've ever seen something truly worrying from an outstanding director. He was very young when he made it. One of his earliest experiences, and it could be a good film if his head was in the game. But by that, I mean if he managed to mix surrealism with a concrete text, including his political criticisms and a bit of fantasy and allegory. It lacks in coherence time and time again. One of those movies you feel completely exhausted, emptied, and imagining the worst of yourself. Even Dwarfs is simply not worth anyone's time. 3 out of 10. It's interesting. Fuck that guy. It's interesting because, like, he's right that the movie isn't coherent at a lot of times, but you also get the impression that the movie, like, doesn't care about being coherent. So it's like if exactly. it sets out to it, it's like you yeah if it sets out to do something like atypical and it accomplishes that then you can't really judge it for not being typical you know you Correct. draw you draw your own conclusions from the art that the director and the writer have put into the film you know yeah and I, think that's and a good point. I like that kind of movie where it's like you know like. You can put so much into this film, and it's like the viewer, as yourself, has the opportunity to to make our own of it. Um, yeah, make our own assumptions as to what the film is about and what it is. Supposed I like that to too. I about. like that ambiguity. You know, then it's an it's it's an art. It's it's a more artistical view of totally. a film. Yeah. You know, whereas like today's day and age, you see a film, and it's like. You know the direction that mm-hmm. the director wants you to believe. Ant Man versus the Wasp. <laughs> yeah, you know. Or, Can't wait it, for that it, one. <laughs> Is it out? It's yeah. been out for a while. <laughs> You're missing out, brother. It's all right. He's been waiting for so long. <laughs> but Damn it. but you get to you get to a point like this where it's like you know, as a viewer, you get the opportunity to draw your own conclusions mm-hmm. and make your own inferences on what the movie is about. Good word. And it's a lot more uh, deep in that sense that you get to draw your own conclusions totally. as to what the director 
has for the meaning Hands of not this getting film. held. Totally. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Brandon, you got two more? Penultimate. All right, let's rush through them so we can get you to bed. I forgot you work at eight. <laughs> Pussy. Good. It's ten. Um, Frampton Hollis, <laughs> November twentieth, twenty seventeen. They say, "Sit back, relax, close your eyes. Imagine this: a film, a flicker on the movie screen. I'm hooked. There are yelling, laughing, running dwarfs setting fires as a driverless car spins around senselessly behind them. They tie a monkey to a cross, and the soundtrack sounds like a tribal <laughs> chant." That is but one brief moment mm-hmm. in this 95-minute hell ride. The whole film is balls-to-the-walls crazy from start to finish. It never takes a breather and instead wanders gleefully through the many corridors of utter insanity. It is anarchic, upsetting, creepy, uncomfortable, humorous, immature, avant-garde, sensational, avant-garde. and a brilliant product product of a wholly unique type of cinema that Herzog seems to have revolutionized. Can I get a name? Who was this by again? Frampton Hollis. He gave it a 9 out of 10. Frampton Frampton Hollis, dude. Yeah, that's a good review. I fuck with this one. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, he fucking really... I gave it a 9, too. He really... Fucking crazy. I gave it an 8.5 on the lasagna scale. No, 8.2. 8.2, you're right. I I I reempted. I I reneged. Redact. I I reneged. Redact. You guys will get this if you're from down south, but I reneged it from an 8.5 to an 8.2. For all of our southern listeners. Yeah, <laughs> all you out. southern okay. listeners, I reneged down to an 8.2 because of lasagna. I'm not a red sauce eater. I get fucking <laughs> hard, hard, hard burn and acid reflux. So our one listener, if Armando ever listens, <laughs> oh fucking, he'll listen. Kylie's gonna listen to this one too. So and <laughs> my last review is by Grant Mays, May twenty fourth, twenty twenty two. They say I have now watched the worst movie that could possibly be made. It makes Plan Nine from Outer Space and Troll Two look like masterpieces. Oh. Even Egaa has merits compared to this heap of dung. Little people raise hell and giggle on and on. In fact, the last 60 seconds or so is nothing but a guy giggling. Just because they are short doesn't mean that they are brain damaged, Werner. This is the purest form of exploitation, and everyone involved in making this film should be ashamed. I created this account just to warn the world not to see this movie. One out of (laughs) ten. He created this account so yeah. nobody would establish uh, the Hill? review he made Grant with Mays. the person that he really is. <laughs> um, I think that Grant Mays needs to uh, Be fuck right eyes. It's <laughs> like it's, it's. I don't know. It's because I can. I I do. I think actually like love this movie, but I can also totally see how it, people could come to that conclusion as well. That it's and that's perfect. Because here's the big question. Are you recommending this film, Lucas? Yeah, I think, I think this challenges a lot of conceptions of what movies are to a lot of people. So I would say, in that regard, you should watch it. Okay, Seth. Um, if you're a giant weirdo like I am, then I would say yeah. But like to your average person, no. You're going to be, like, freaked out and confused. 
Yeah. Robert, are you recommending this to people? Um, anybody that I ever talk to, which is not a lot of people, <laughs> um, I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm recommending this movie. Nice. Um, and I'm gonna ask afterward, what did you think of it? You know, like, cause I want to know. see if they recommend it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you gonna recommend this movie to your friends? You know? A pyramid scheme. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and I'm getting a Corvette for sure. <laughs> and... I don't think I'm going to recommend this film, mm. although it is very good. Really? I think this is a movie that the common folk, just a normal person oh. looking to watch a film. <laughs> Brandon's Elitist Nature is coming back out. I thought common it was gone. folk. I work at Walmart. Common what folk. Up? The peasants. I don't think the peasants should be watching this. Perhaps He's like the natural person cardinal. that comes into Walmart for a prescription. No. Just like any, any normal, like somebody that wants to watch a movie and they're like, hey, should I watch this? I don't think you're going to like it. If you're going to... I'm not going to go out of my way to say watch this movie. But if somebody's like, hey, should I watch Even Dwarfs Start Small? I will say yes because they've done their research to look up the film up to this point. Right. But my my also thought my thought also is, is if somebody's like, hey, do you have a recommendation for a movie I should watch? Is anybody going to recommend something that was made before 2011? Yes. These guys will. Really? And and this is something I came oh, into yeah. this podcast knowing about, you know, Brandon and Lucas was I that tell him. you guys have some movie knowledge. You know, that was one thing that I was intimidated about was like, okay, like, do I want to come into this not knowing anything about movies? Like, I'm not a huge movie movies. buff, you know? So, uh, I, I am super excited and glad that you guys invited me on. Of course. And I'm super happy to be here. Anytime you guys need a special guest or anything, I live in the Billings area, so I'm around. Uh, yeah, no. But I appreciate you guys having me on. I started yeah. with no knowledge as well in movies. And then, you well, know. You still, you still sound pretty dumb. I'm a dwarf <laughs> that started small, and here I am. <laughs> And so that's going to end it this week for Even Dwarfs Started Small. Thanks, Lucas, for the recommendation. Thanks, Robert, for being on. And that means next week we're going to be doing... Am I not getting thanked? No, fuck Thanks, off. Seth, for recruiting Robert to be on. Let's go. Oh, yeah, star of the show. <laughs> <laughs> and next week we're going to be doing a kind of action... I was going to say classic, but it's not. Just an action film. It's called San Andreas from like 2018 starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, dude, The Rock. <laughs> dude, it's got to be solid then. I don't know. I remember watching Central Intelligence and that one was okay, but I, it might have been Kevin Hart that carried it. <laughs> so Could be. So we've got a big budget one. Then we'll finish November with The Last Unicorn. Oh. We'll see if Devin can make it on any point before we work into our holiday films. And end season six. So, later, bitches. And check out these nuts, skadoosh. Oh. Later, space sluts. <laughs> Love you, bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Movies. If you like the show, please like and follow us on Anchor and any other podcast sites we are located on. We would love to hear your feedback. So please leave us comments and reviews on our Instagram and Facebook pages at The Good, The Bad, The Movies. We will be back next week to deep dive into more movies. And remember, if it's, if it's good, good and it's bad, it's, it's probably the movies. movies.